Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. It's nice for a Northern Cyprus. Amazing series. I don't think either of us, we didn't have the dream. We didn't win the main, but uh, we're here. We had fun. And um, yeah, I mean, what? tell me what's next for you. You are... World Series, you got a bracelet recently. Congrats on that. Tell me, first of all, how did that, where was that? You won that online, not live, right? It was online, um, but you could also uh, only play if you were in Vegas uh, physically. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I was in my hotel room. I just busted some 5K and then went up and <laughs> like tilt reached all the, all the online tournaments and, uh, yeah, won the 600. And and so you, you've won, I guess it's a EPT, you've won a, a WSOP now and the elusive triple crown. Is that something, is that on your, your, your mind? Because the EPT is technically not even around right like it's 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 called the poker stars championships kind of uh is that something that like are you like wow i want to win a wpt now is that is that like important to you or do you just kind of go and play as it goes like do you, are, is that on your on your target list uh it, it really is yeah <laughs> it's funny because like i mean you shouldn't care that much about titles i feel like in tournament poker because it's so unpredictable right but um I really want to win a WPT. It's just such a prestigious tournament. I uh, always wanted to get really close, like seconds and uh, thirds. Um, and yeah, uh, that's like uh, the last one I really want to win <laughs> right now. And yeah. t- so when you when you register online this this WSOP, you're in your hotel room. Like, how, tell me. You said you kind of tilt, like you're out of stuff. You're like, whatever. Like when you flick that in, I mean, it's like almost you're probably having a couple of beers, just relaxing, not thinking much of it. When did you say, okay, wow, like this is like, I could actually win a bracelet from, uh, from online. When, when did, when did it become, you, you had some chips? Was it early on or, or did you think, uh, you know, when did you see like you could actually win that tournament? Um, yeah, it was funny because usually, uh, I mean, the last times I ran really well on first bullet, like it was kind of a smooth ride from the beginning. Yeah. And this time I, I busted two times and it's only like two re-entries. So it's my last bullet. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was kind of like over it already. I said like, okay, one more re-entry, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, and had some other tables as well. And then I ran like hot on that bullet. Like I couldn't lose an all-in for the whole tournament, basically. Wow. And pretty great. where were you in? Yeah. You were in a hotel. Which hotel were you in Vegas? Uh, the Cosmo, yeah. So is that, I mean, is that like, are you going to, is during when you stay, are you staying there for the whole summer now or when you go back? Or I guess I keep saying summer for the WSOP coming up. Will you go back or do you get a house when you go to Vegas? Uh, Yeah, no, my, my girlfriend and I really like the Cosmo. Um, we actually just got convinced this year to like check it out for the first time. We always stayed like uh, Aria right. and Bellagio and stuff. Um, and my friend said, no, the Cosmos way nicer. And then we stayed there for like four months in a row now oh, <laughs> in, wow. in, uh, yeah, this year. Um, it's just so much nicer. It's really good service. And you have like a balcony and uh, way yeah. bigger room. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely going to stay there as well for the WSP. And, and let, let me, I want to know your thoughts on the online stuff because WPT also has these really nice events on Party Poker. They, they run them. The WSP. So P now has these online bracelets. What uh, does your opinion change that you won one online now? Did you at the time you're like, man, it's kind of weird. People are winning all these bracelets online. They're doing you know, New Jersey bracelets, uh, Michigan bracelets. Like there's a $50 World Series bracelet now. You know, it's a little bit, uh, in my opinion, at least like that. That's a little bit like a $50 for a WSOP seems low. What's your stance on online bracelets before and after you won one or has it, is it the same? Like what does it, does it, does it for you, does it feel like an asterisk at all? Or are you just like, no, this is, this is what, how the world's evolving and online's prevalent. 
What's your stance on online bracelets? Um, I mean, I do absolutely agree with you. Like fifty dollars is too small. Even like the six hundred that I won, um, it feels like it's like a bit a bit too small because like I guess the lowest one, I guess they have like a Colossus or something at WSOP. Right. But in general, they they are like at least like one case or something like a little bigger. Um, and then also online, so you like it, it's just very different. Um, uh, I don't think it's the same. Like I remember being like uh, heads up in, a, in WSOP, like one of the yeah. first ones I played and it was like a different feeling. Like it just felt more real, like more, I really, really wanted to win. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, I want to win online as well, but it's just, yeah, it wasn't the same without a rail, uh, you know, like how the yes. Thunderdome, like it's uh, uh, so much energy and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, st- I still want to win a live one, and, and I think it's it's not exactly the same. Um, do you, but yeah. do you think like would you almost would it make sense? Because at this point, there's there is a lot. I mean, now because of COVID, what happened? They did the the whole series. There was like GG has their series online. Yeah. There's like a, an additionally a lot of World Series bracelet line. Do you think it would almost make sense to have a like another category for like online World Series bracelets, or or do you think it's just good to blanket it as it is? Because um, I've started hearing that argument, but I'm just curious what you think. Do you think do you think there should be any separation, or should it just all be one? Um, I mean, potentially that's that's a good idea. It's, it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to how to do that like retroactively. You know, like right. I guess like uh, when people play at the online events, they kind of. But I mean, for, like, I, you know, I think honestly though, because it, it's it's uh, it is also. Um, I mean, you could argue that online is even harder though. Like the the the, the players may be tougher. Uh, it, it's tricky because there is. Uh, I don't know. Live poker to me seems easier. Like in general, right? World Series, you go there. There's like it's just fun. Live poker is fun, and I feel like it's a little bit less uh, difficult. So in in some ways, I think it's actually harder to win a bracelet online, if that makes sense. So maybe it is just, uh, it just the only thing is there's just a lot now, right? Like that seems yeah. that, like there was like 60 World Series events, roughly 80 bracelets during the World Series in the summer. Now you add some online. They were sprinkling a little bit, and then there's a, a whole other series. But either way, guys, look, that's impressive. He's got a World Series of bracelet. He's got the 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 EPT, and he's going for the Triple Crown, which I think there's only um, – who was that? I believe Adrian Mateos was talking. I don't know if he got one or, or someone we were talking. Maybe he's won too, but there's not a lot of people that have won the Triple Crown. I think it's like – it might be like five or six people. Yeah. It's not many. Who is there? Uh, I mean, Jay Cody for sure, then – Motion, Nyathera. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Motion uh, Shrinia one right. as well. Yeah, I think yeah, it's like less than five right yeah. people. So it's a, it's an exclusive yeah. exclusive list. What what do you like now more, online or or live in general? Like because you're you, you've been playing. Uh, we're going to take a look at your hand and mob. You have over eleven million dollars in live tournament earnings, which is insane. Um, what do you prefer? If like yeah, I told you today, uh, one year you can only do live or online. What do you what do you choose? Uh, 100% live, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I have faces, uh, kind of. Um, I really, right now, I'm really in like the live grind mode. Like, uh, I played just a few weeks ago when it was like they had this uh, six schedule um, with WSOP events yeah. on GG, then WCube on Stars, and uh, WPT on, on Party. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like really excited to like play online again because I haven't for a while. Right. Um, and then I just didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> like, I was really looking forward to this trip here and, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fun like to play online. Like Sunday is a lot of action and stuff. But uh, being here and playing like a nice five k, ten k, and then um, like the live cash games, especially, I just uh, really enjoyed myself a lot. Uh, so yeah, and, and what percent are you cash first live? Like uh, a stop like this, you go. There's ten k. There's twenty five k, five k main. So there's a, there's a decent amount of higher buy-ins, and then. Uh, 
how do you kind of allocate your time with cash games in a something on a stop or when you when you go around the world and you're playing? Um, it's a uh, change a little. It used to be always like I played a tournament basically from the start and then I like, play some cash after. Mm-hmm. And now I would always take cash over the tournaments, at least if there's like high stakes like here running. Okay. Um, and I still played the main and then like went back to the cash games and uh, the day went on for all night, uh, basically every day. Um, and really, really big games, um, super enjoyable, good crew. Uh, so yeah, um, I would I would uh, play cash over tournaments right now. Yeah. And, and uh, how do you how do you deal with the the kind of like rest sleep workout <laughs> stuff? Because you are a guy. I see we run each other in a gym in most stops. You know, I don't know if you go every day because I don't, so I can't say I, I try to get in there. <laughs> but is that how how big of a priority is it for you to go work out if or sleep? Like say you play cash, you know you got day two of a main or day one, like, will you, will you, would you rather late reg a couple levels, get a workout into your routine or do you like to just hop in and not miss any hands? Uh, here it was really tough actually because yeah, the games just went on for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't really quit. Uh, I still try to do the workout, but, um, if you, if you don't sleep, it's, it's such a bad workout. I mean, you, you'll probably yeah, there too. For sure. Um, if you don't have the energy level and I mean, you can take like a pre-workout <laughs> to have like a quick fix, but, right. uh, it's not, it's not really, um, really that good. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, ideally I would, I would get some sleep, then, uh, have a workout and then reach the tournament. And if, if there's like a day two and you can't really late reach, then, uh, yeah, I would, I would just do some cardio or something quick before. Right. And, and tell me about your online preparation for, um, tables scheduled. Is it like you now there are a lot of great options across many sites. So how do you, how do you approach your schedule? Do you, do you map it out? Like, all right, I'm going to play, here's my tier one tournaments. If I bust, I go here, or are you just kind of like in the lobbies and, and looking around as it goes? And also how many tables, like, will you play max min and max on us? Uh, so let's take during this last, last series when there's a ton of stuff, there's just great, great events every day, everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, no, I wish I was that professional, like, like Patrick Leonard, for example, he's mapping out everything. He's, uh, he's, a, he, good, yes, uh, he's, he's got a nice routine for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm not sadly, um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm kind of just see what's running. I mean, I have like an idea what's coming up, right. um, but I would probably open like 12 ish tables when I'm at home. Like when I have like my two big monitors and mm-hmm. a set up, um, I would play like 12 to maximum 16 tables at once and then if i bust i would add other tables so if if i pre-reg some i would maybe unregister uh, when i have too many um, right so around around 12 i would say and and how do you believe your play is impacted at, at that level like when you're playing four uh versus 12 like what what how much sacrifice do you think there is there an ability and you know even spots like small blind big blind or you know whatever right how, how do you calibrate and, and understand that like okay i'm not going to play 100 percent at 12 like what do you think the difference is between four and 12 and in, in that uh, yeah, I mean, it gets uh, worse the more tables you open, or at least for me it is. Right. Um, so if I if I play like a final table or maybe like a 25k, I don't play that many online, maybe like a few a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably only play like four or six tables just right. to concentrate on, on the bigger ones. Um, but if I have like, um, I don't know, let's say 5k is the biggest buy-in, then I think I'm, I'm good with 12 and um, maybe reduce in the end of the session. If I go deep in the 5k, I probably wouldn't open like a 109 turbo or something. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I approach it. It's, it definitely gets worse. Um, like uh, I could just like one table of tournament and play way better than if I play 12. Right. Yeah. No, it makes, makes a lot of sense. I, I think the, on a laptop too, as you said, like on the road, it's tricky, right? It's just, yeah. you can't do uh you can't do 
do what you would normally do at your yeah, your uh, your home and how, how much are you playing at home versus on the road because you do travel a lot like mm-hmm. what percent are you actually at your your main area where you're where you're living I mean, this year, so my girlfriend and I, we left uh, UK in in December and we haven't been back since uh, to like a few weeks ago, oh, wow. um, just because of the whole situation. Like we didn't want to do a lockdown in UK. Right. So we went to Mexico for a few months and then Vegas for a few months. Um, so I wasn't home at all. Mm-hmm. But then when I got back home, I, I played quite a, quite a lot. Um, and in a normal year <laughs> without the situation like now, um, I would say like maybe like four to six months a year, I would be at home. Maybe less actually, but something like that. And and do you prefer to have your routine at home and you have, you know, the the food, the restaurants, your workout, your gym, all this stuff in an area? Is that is that more enjoyable to do or do you like being on the kind of a nomad on the road here and being in hotels and, and doing that, you know, traveling the world and, and, and what's your what's your or do you just like the mixture? Is it like, all right, I like here now it's time to move and, and back and forth, or which one do you prefer? For me, it's really the mixture. Um, I, I love coming home, like after a long trip, uh, get like home cooked food. I mean, I can't cook, but I'm lucky right. enough to get like home cooked food. And um, uh, yeah, the restaurants um, at home and seeing the friends again, mm-hmm. everything. Um, like also like non poker friends, which is like <laughs> kind of yeah. important to have, I feel like. For sure. um, and uh, then I really enjoy traveling as well. Like um, I'm a big fan of having dinners uh, out, like good food, or also room service if you feel lazy, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I re- I really enjoy bo- both. Yeah. And and how is your how has your family been friends and supportive of a, a professional poker player? I guess you you're thirty. 32 31 32 what uh when you started was it was it like okay this is just a phase and like let them have some fun or were they like were they like do not play this is bad <laughs> gambling's bad what was sort of your your sort of uh overall friends family approach to when you said hey i'm playing poker yeah. no i was really lucky uh, everyone supported me my my uh, parents were super supportive um they like joined me on some trips and like they wanted to buy like one percent of tournaments and stuff oh, wow. from the beginning Very like cool. they're just like really uh uh, um, yeah, supported me no matter what. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I was just uh, really lucky in that regard. I think there was not not one person who told me, "Oh no, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't do that." Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, and you grew up. I, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I know in Germany, what's the name of the, the city you're from? Uh, Bad Homburg. It's a it's a smallest city next to Frankfurt, like ten minutes from Frankfurt. Okay. So in there, I mean, German, obviously a lot of poker pedigree there. Who was sort of some initial, uh, I guess, role models or people that you saw like doing it for a living and, and maybe sparred you to, to, to go into, into this? Like, is there anyone that you were like, wow, like that's cool. They're doing this for a living. And, or did you have like a year or two older friends that were playing or how did you get into uh, it? Yeah, my friends. I mean, no, no one did it for a living that I knew, but like we watched around us, <laughs> like a lot of people. That's how I like got that. into it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Uh, yeah. And then we just like had home games. My best friends and I, um, like, um, uh, yeah, my friend bought a table and we, we met there like three times a week, whatever, played uh, 10 cents, 20 cents, something right. like that, like super yeah. small things. And then, um, yeah, we went to some casinos, uh, did some trips, and I guess like role model. I mean, I, I just there was before like the, even the coaching videos. Like there was nothing, no solvers <laughs> or anything. Like right. in, ten years or twelve years ago, so I bought like every book I could I could find. And I guess the German player uh, I was kind of looking up to was uh, Jan Heidmann. <laughs> He's not. Mm. Uh, he was a Pokestars pro for a while. Okay. Um, uh, I don't think he plays much anymore. But yeah, he had a book and uh, some other people. Uh, Gus well, Hansen's book. What was his name? The first, the first guy, the German. Uh, Jan Heidmann. Um, huh. J A N. His first name. It was uh, George Dunster. The other one. They okay. were best friends. Yeah. Uh, for I know. A while. Um, 
yeah, there were some good German players, but I don't think many of them are around actually. Right. Um, but yeah, I was reading Gus Hansen's books, even even Phil Hamill or what else was there? Like theory, all the old school theory stuff. of poker. Did you read Sklansky? Yes, that was yes. my that one I kind of looked right. at. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's crazy times. I, I do remember that was like. It was just so fun to play with friends and go go around. And did you have a natural sort of ability early on? Were you just kind of mucking about or did you feel, you know, within a couple months or a year, uh, were you like, all right, hey, like this is this is I, I get it. Like I'm winning, I'm beating these guys, like I'm yeah. better. Was it was it sort of like that for you? I mean, I was running so good. I remember that. Like in the home games, I was winning so often, but I was terrible. Like I don't right. know. It must have been luck. Uh, maybe I had like some some stuff because I was taking it a bit more seriously, like just um, right. uh, posting hands in, in in forums, which my friends didn't do, and this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it has uh, to help. But, even reading yeah. and stuff. I'm sure, like not you know, most people probably weren't reading books on right. it. So you were. I even put like yeah, yeah you know, knowing position or bet size <laughs> yeah. early is like you're going to be way ahead of the of the yeah. curve with the friends. So very cool. And what was uh? Let's take a look here a little bit at your hand and mob also want to remind everyone watching that you can get in for the giveaway we're going to give away a ticket at the end of the stream if you want to ask a question for monig we have a lot already but you guys are, are all you have to do is just follow the instructions you'll be entered so we'll check back on that and then uh here 11 million dollars in earnings for live this is just live not online uh, do you use pocket fives or any of those other sites or, or uh, no? no not really no, um not much i might have an account on there but i don't think all right well you know. we're gonna we'll focus on the the live stuff because it, it is fun and you guys can always search him on uh i'm sure there's there's trackers for the the online stuff we're focusing on the live so let's go back down memory lane 2000 i think 10 11 you're you're here do you remember these tournaments <laughs> I mean, there's a lot look at this there's a lot of stuff to go through we're gonna we're gonna find some of the big wins and, and search through here but how was this back in 2010 and why why here <laughs> why these islands canary islands where what, what was that about yeah it's funny yeah yeah, just told me um, when I got here, uh, and I couldn't really remember. I mean, I do remember the trip. So what what happened was, um, you know, the European Masters of Poker, like the league. Um, uh, it was the first kind of kind of thing I grinded, like every stop. Like you see the first first few. This trips. one, uh, the yeah. European. Okay. Uh, it was like a lot of Scandinavian uh, friends of mine. Um, I knew like the owners of the site. I can't remember all of it, but uh, you could basically qualify online for like twenty euros um, and stuff on on these sites. Uh, Look at and, Vlad there. Oh, this guy, yeah. I see. I, I, I didn't. I never heard this guy's name, and then recently I just seen him like crushing yeah. online, and he won. I think the w, some major event. And, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that see, I wouldn't remember. That yeah. Thing. Okay. So you're yeah. so you're playing and grinding these uh, these tournaments there, and and, yeah. and and I mean this this was like the like this had to be a lot of fun, right? You're traveling kind of it the world and, and going and oh yeah. Now I remember uh, it was also um, there was a leaderboard. Um, so I um, I told myself I want to play all of them <laughs> and win the leaderboard. And the first place was like a, a free cruise, like mm -hmm. a poker cruise. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I grinded for the leaderboard and then um, played all of the stops. I don't know how many there were, <laughs> but like uh, every, every month, I think there was one or something almost, maybe. Um, and then I won the leaderboard and then I hung out with all of them on the cruise. It was just amazing times. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And and this was pre-Black Friday, which was April yeah. 2011. So just before, so you get to play with the U.S. You're on, you know, World Poker's kind of mm -hmm. at its pinnacle. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's still doing, it's still very, very popular. What was, uh, what was your online were you playing more online at this time? Like, so that you play in some of these live stops, were you grinding and playing full schedules then? Uh, oh. Yeah, I was, 
I believe I was playing quite a bit online during the time as right. well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely tried a lot of these like satellites and I think sit and goes at the time as well. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I guess you didn't really need to know anything. You just like open 20 sit and goes and push or fold and then you're right. good to go. Uh, so I definitely did that. Um, but uh, mainly live cash on the side, I believe. So, and, yeah. and you get. 2010. So was a was this your first trip to Vegas in this uh, World Series? Must have been, yeah. So 2010, you go there yeah. and the main event. You get. I mean, it's a very deep run. 178. That was oh, your yeah. Duhamel one. What was that like? <laughs> that experience getting down to the final. Uh, you know, yeah, 200. And 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 how was how did that feel? Like, was it? Did it feel like you were gonna win? I mean, was it? Was it? Were you that deep? Could you feel the room shrinking at that point? Uh, I was very nervous. I remember that. Yeah. I had some sort of um, like patch deal with PokerStars at the time. Okay, uh, it was like my only lifetime deal, basically. Um, where you, uh, when you cashed, you got a PCA package. Um, oh wow! So it was like another 15k or something on a min cash, uh, plus the 20k or whatever it was. Wow. Uh, so it wasn't really big bubble for me, and I was like, I didn't have a lot of money. I don't know what my bankroll was. But it was very low. You made sure you got in the money. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually remember like bluffing before the bubble still. I don't know why the fuck I did. <laughs> uh, but I was all in like for tournament life and he folded. And then a little later, I was kind of knitting it up and uh, nice. getting the money. Um, yeah, it was fun times. <laughs> it was really, really cool. And and looking back during that World Series in 2010, uh, were you, was it, did you get a house with friends or was it the hotel you kind of went to? Um, Do you remember how you started going in, in Vegas? I think 2010, um, I definitely didn't have a house. Like I didn't have that many um, like people that would, I remember the Scandinavians I played in European Masters. Uh, they weren't 21 yet. <laughs> so ah, okay. Actually, Yoni Jokiman was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. He played all the European Masters. So he was younger, younger than me, is younger than me, I think a little bit. I, I don't even know how old he is, but I, I remember like some of them couldn't come to Vegas. So um, yeah, I just took a room by myself. I think like Palm's Place or something. Um, and then the year after, I think it was the first time we took a house. Uh, Very yeah, cool. And I, I see Cyprus yeah. on the on the yeah, map here. Like, so this is where we are now. Yeah. And I got uh, full tilt was the one yeah. sponsored and, and in part of, but well, um, good payouts and, yeah. and, and, and uh, events. Do you remember That's the action cool. being? as good as it is now here was it was it yeah. when you came here were you like wow this is different or that was crazy actually yeah um i think i mentioned before i went here uh, like a lot of times just to play cash before the tournament i remember that um and yeah i, I also remember that tournament because andreas Carlos busted me uh i think at uh, queens he had eights so i was like really sad oh man <laughs> was, like uh before the final tables on that um and it was so different back then. Like you, I don't know. I can't even, uh, like the hands wouldn't make no sense uh, nowadays at all. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy, crazy soft. And um, just playing tight, like it was money printing basically. <laughs> and and how, how, so looking back at 2010, 11, 12, when, when was a shift for you in terms of information and you got a alert to, was it, you know, run it once or uh, some sort of school online or, or you know, there's a various uh, different, different services or PO and stuff. When did you like take it from just, okay, like I, I, I have a pretty good knack for the game into let's do work, let's study, let's get better. When, when did that happen for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of did it by myself. And then, like, there was a form called Poker Strategy and 2 plus 2, where the forums were mm -hmm. posted, like, had some online friends that I talked to. Right. But then I, I can't remember, I think it was 2011 then. Um, 
yeah, it must have been like 2021 20, uh, when I moved to London um, in, a, in a house with a bunch of high stakes cash game players. Right. And we were sitting together and like uh, talking about strategy all day like for, for a year or something. Um, so wow. that was the shift when I really like took it seriously. Before that, I was kind of like messing around and trying on my own. And uh, I don't know, there was like a some sort of program where you could do like the push or fall stuff. Right. So this is for what I was training with, but PO was way, way later. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And, and how, how much, you know, when you hear guys like Bryn Kinney, um, you know, the helmet, with the white magic, like this stuff, like how, how important you think it is to do, uh, work like, like deep work versus, uh, can you, can people get by nowadays with just kind of, you know, being, uh, talking with friends and, and having an idea, like, is it possible to play at the highest level? Do you think without really doing some sort of, um, deep work? Because um, I, I always, I'm fascinated by, you know, Phil swears to me, he doesn't do that stuff. And I talk to him and, and Bryn also, you know, he says he's like a street player yeah. and he obviously very, b- both great players and natural abilities, but what's your take on that? This kind of stuff. Um, I do think they're kind of the exceptions. Um, I mean, yeah, Bryn is a good example. He's going to be crushing forever. Um, also says he's not doing server work. Um, I'm also like someone who's more like, who's really into like live reads and kind of stuff. Like right. also like some street poker style, even though you, you shouldn't say that probably for like the future, but uh, it's, it's the truth. Like there's a lot of, um, like most uh, super high roller players uh, doing way, way more solver work or have been at all time. And uh, I don't really think you can compete nowadays if you don't do it. So it took me a little, little longer to realize that I really need to like put in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's like the newer generation, like Fedor, <laughs> as a newer generation, he's already retired. But like, right. Some, uh, some, yeah. uh, some <laughs> uh, Fedor and his friends, they they kind of like uh, started with the with the solvers, right? So they, when they started with poker, they already have a really theoretical approach when I was kind of like, I don't know, uh, old school, <laughs> like figuring it out. Right. So that's kind of difference, I think. Um, because yeah, they did it from the beginning. And, and for me, it was like till a few years ago, uh, I started to do it um, like really like way more. And, and how often, how often do you, uh, when you're, you know, live or, or online, are you taking notes on specific hands? Is this something that you like to do where you'll like review a hand history specifically and then go back and sort of plug it in? Or do you, do you, do you have like a, a group of friends that you guys review hands specifically together? Or do you do more of your work on your own? Um, yeah, it also changed a little bit. No, nowadays I do a lot of work on my own. Um, back when all the Germans were grinding, uh, like every stop, stop together, um, we, we had a, yeah, we talked a lot in group chats and uh, exchange notes on players and this kind of stuff. Right. Um, like from live tournaments, I just yeah. like talked like, we just asked if someone would know that player um, and then they would reply with their notes. Uh, but now there's not that many uh, Germans grinding anymore and um, it just changed a little bit. Everyone seems, maybe they got too rich or they didn't want to, like right. during the COVID situation, they didn't want to travel that much anymore. So now, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing most of my work alone, I would say. Why do you think that, I would, I would put Germany, yeah. Austria as two of the stronger players, countries. I guess Austria now seems like everyone's flag is, is Austrian and, and it's, uh, a lot of those are German players. But what do you think makes the skill sets with, with that, this sort of uh, region of the world? Like, why do you think that, is it just because like the group, that we're playing found this game and kind of work together to, to get better or, or what, what specifically do you think that the Germans are regarded so well and then high in poker German Austria let's put together. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely how it started. Uh, like Fedor, um, 
he was he had this uh, yeah he came with all these um, these amazing players like Stefan Sondheimer, Rainer Kempi, Karel Aldemir. It was all like one crew, and I kind of like ordered. it was actually here in Cyprus as well. The first live sub uh, okay. where we all like became friends on the on uh, when they played online, I played live, and then we like became friends here long long time ago. Um, and uh, I think that's how it started because uh, this crew um, like they just. Uh, start uh, crushed from the beginning. They just took it right. so seriously, um, and then uh, there were a few more players, and they all like all studied together every day. Uh, got really, really good, and uh, I still think that's the reason, kind of like why Germans are regarded really well. And there was also like um, like Igor Korganov, uh, Phil, Phil Chrisom, um all those guys. Yeah. Uh, like all really really good German players, Fabian Quas. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, actually, yeah. he popped in the, out of nowhere. I saw him in the 5K WPT. He was like three of twelve, and oh, yeah. uh, he just like oh. blasted in a few spots and got like eleventh. But he oh, was no, yeah. I saw him out of nowhere come in and <laughs> just said he shows guys. Yeah, obviously great player. Just kind of picks it up back back up out of nowhere and and has good you know exactly. deep runs and, and knows yeah. how to play the game. So right, right. Yeah, yeah. he also said he. He kind of wants to stop playing poker and then came back and I think he lives in Vienna now too where like almost all good players live <laughs> right so it's a good community there and yeah 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 it's uh it is interesting but I, I do think you know stereo stereotypically certain areas and regions you can say on the ability and, and I think that yeah no I think it's pretty common that most of uh most people would say that German Austria is uh it's, it's like you don't you know if you if you see an unknown and that, that's the flag you're kind of like all right guy probably has a decent understanding of the game um yeah what what is your more enjoyable places to travel and, and play in the world like give me some of your favorite stops whether it's from EPTs or party poker champ you know the uh the, the series live or Cyprus, where, where is like on a schedule, take pre-COVID, like what's like, take 2015 to 17, 18, yeah. where are you just like not missing on a, on a year? Uh, I would always say Australia, um, Aussie Millions is my, my favorite okay. stop. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just so nice. The hospital there is amazing, the country is amazing. It's a long trip, sadly, but um, yeah. it's always worth it. So I, I wouldn't uh, miss that one anymore if they, if they still have it, hopefully. Yeah. Right. Is that, and that's not announced for this year yet? They haven't uh, said anything? I don't think they're going to do it, but I'm not 100% sure. Right. And, and WSOP, how many you gone, have you gone every year since, it's, uh, since you were able to? I have, yes. Uh, always for the entire time, the seven weeks. This nice. time is the first time I'm going to miss the first two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's still going, yeah. And how do you, do you think, are you, like, it's going to be different. The weather's different. Yeah. It's going to be a different vibe. Do you think numbers, uh, what do you anticipate for the main event? Do you think it'll be records or, or low? Or, where do you see it? That's a really good question. I can see both. Um, because I mean, you would assume they'd be uh, they'd be lower because like some people that don't want to get vaccinated or um, don't want to play for other reasons because yeah, I don't know, I'm scared that something's happening. But then again, everyone's so like you see it here. Everyone really missed live book. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, um, like it had a big turnout here. Uh, so maybe everyone's just uh, I don't know, still going and uh, the record numbers come in. I I, st- I actually think it could hit ten thousand for the main. I, I think the records like was eight or something, eight, yeah, eighty six. Like I just I, I looking in Florida, what happened? It was. Uh, the, the WPT set a record by like 25%. They had 2,500 right. basically in the, the 3,500 in April, I think. And it's like, and there was glass up even and masks and everyone was there and you couldn't get a seat like late reg. And it was just, it was crazy. <laughs> and I just think like that's people want to play poker. I think they love it. Live poker is it's so fun. And I think people also have kind of been, at least in the poker community, they've been saving up a bit like that. There's been, well, in the U S I guess there's stimulus money and people are just like, 
people want to play live, you know, they're like, they're, they're itching for it. So I, I think, I think we might see record numbers and uh, it's definitely going to be a different feel as well. The, the time of year, I think the October, November, I mean, there's NFL games, you know, it's uh, the Raiders are there. There's, it's just different. Like the, it's not so hot. I think it's a, it'll be a fun new feel to uh, the WSOP this year. Talk me through a little bit. Let's go back to the Hendon mob. I mean, we can't, we can't spend the whole podcast <laughs> rolling through memory lane. Cause there's a lot, but give me uh, if anything jumps out during this time, like talk me through, uh, so a second, this is, this is a, so you get second in, what was this? The two that, where was that right here? Six handed, very skilled oh, events. Yes. Tell me about this. What, uh, how, how was this tournament and what, what did it feel like to get second after a thousand entries? You can taste <laughs> the hardware, you know, it's hard to get back, right? Like, look, yeah. it took you eight years in a random Cosmo hotel room on a last <laughs> entry to get your bracelet. Like, you know, you just, you never know when you're going to get it. How, how was this very tournament and, and how was this, this final table and heads up? I was I was so disappointed. I remember that like I, we went to uh, like we went partying afterwards. I was like trying to like pretend I was in a good mood. <laughs> so, like uh, I was so sad. We actually like chopped the money too. Like we didn't even play. Oh, I'm not sure how to say that. That's fine. No, that's no problem. <laughs> but uh, we we made uh, some sort of deal um, and barely played for anything but the bracelet. And I had him all in. Um, Three or four times, a little bit. Also, no. yeah, and he's like such a nice guy too. You know, he's like uh, yeah. uh, Chance Corner, I believe, had his action. Um, it was also a super nice guy, and I like I really felt happy for him, but I was also really disappointed. So it was kind of very a mixture of feelings. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a few days later, I was still very happy about the money. So it's uh, it's it's weird. It's weird to describe. Like if you don't, if you're not into poker, like you probably wouldn't understand. Well, yeah. I, I also have a second in a World Series event, and and it. It stings because, yeah, and it's just like you can taste it. You're right there. And I, I tell people who play tournament poker, it's a, it's a weird way to to live because it, it's like you basically lose poker tournaments for a living, yeah. right? You just not, like to actually win. It's so hard. You talk, look, a thousand person field, you get second, you get third. It's like you're not even not even necessarily happy, even though you are like, it's a great feeling, but you just know you're right there. So close one flip, one right yeah. side of a cooler or, or however, or four times, right? That, that's a little <laughs> yeah. bit bizarre to be four right. times yeah. with the best hand game ever <laughs> for bracelets. Like that is, uh, no, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, it's the best, but it was like a flip. For right. Example. Yeah. 60, like, 40. Uh, what was it? I think like uh, King Queen against Deuces, something like that. And mm. uh, I hit the queen on the flop, you know, like you're always like tasting it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's so uh, salty. This kind of stuff. It was, uh, but then again, you have to like, remember, how how terrible I was at poker too. <laughs> like I remember a hand with like um I think it was seven left and it was against Eric. Um and uh it was like <laughs> I was so aggressive back then. I mean the whole like the whole dynamic but was so different. But it was like he um I think he six bet like uh no he five bet like um sixty plus no like 40, 40% of a stack or something. And I, uh, I ripped sevens <laughs> and we were like chip, above chip leaders. Wow. Uh, and he calls ace queen, which is like both, both sides are like, right. Uh, sure. like the, but the, yeah. That side. year, that was when it was like people yeah. like clicking, clicking back and exactly. forth all the time. It's which like is just always hilarious. like seven match up and this kind of stuff, small pairs, just because I mean, I can't have ace king. This kind of stuff wow. thinking. And there was like a, a ace on the flop and a seven on the turn. That's like one of the reasons why the Germans always like scream sevens. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were a few like these stops. Wow. Um, um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty bizarre, uh, how good I was running. And so you can never be really sad, like, because you know, like right. how good you were running. But, uh, and, and how do you deal with the mental, mental side of poker with, with, uh, understanding variance? Cause this, this is always interesting to me. And I think 
for more recreational players. How about you? It's just that much more difficult to understand how you're running in variance because, you know, online there's some, you can use, use some trackers and try to see like where your, your lines are and where you're running, but how do like live, like let's, let's take, you know, you probably have a pretty good idea, you know, when you're just like getting, not running amazing, but how do you sort of put that in perspective to like say, okay, you know, here, look, this, this, this week in Cyprus, you don't have cash the main, um, maybe you were tired a bit, maybe you ran terrible. Like, how are you able to process how, how the results are like, and be honest with yourself. Cause you could also just run well and, you know, make the money and like, think you're playing great. And, and you could also not and be playing great. So how do you sort of understand yeah. that or, or more so yeah. to let people know for them? Cause for you, mm-hmm. you're a professional, you get it, you know, poker and you, you can do it. But how would you tell someone at home not to be too results oriented and, and how do they have a real way to analyze what's going on? Yeah. I mean, even for me, it's tough nowadays. So yeah, it's tough to give the advice. Um, but I mean, you shouldn't be so like, even if you're like a lot of people, when they bust, they say like, Oh, I ran um, Kings and Jays or whatever. Um, like was just unlucky um, or, or the other way around. And then um, you should really like, there's so many small things that you potentially have done wrong. Like they, uh, I don't know, even like the different sizing or whatever uh, on the flop uh, could affect the outcome of the hand. And um, it's not like, it's not about a show dance as much as you think. Um, like when people tell that these histories and it was like pre flow in or whatever, I don't think it should make um, that much of a difference of how you um, how you talk about your performance. Right. Like it should really. Um, uh, it's more like if you if you're like focused and you like think about the hands, take a few seconds, um, and uh, make good decisions. I feel like then you should just be happy no matter for um, what the outcome is, even though it's it's tough, of course. Um, but yeah, don't put that much thought into the results would be my tip. Um, right. Like try to stay safe. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that it's also the, like your last hand's usually not the hand, you know, cause exactly. It's so easy to say, Oh, I lost Queens to Jacks or Ace King to tens. And it's like, okay, well those hands, you can't focus on those cause those just play themselves. Exactly. That's how it is. You exactly. gotta look at why are you folding 10, three suited in the small blind, you know, at this act depth and, and, and other spots. So I think um, it is, it is one of the, it's also why the game's so great because players that maybe are really not so good, can justify or, or sort of like right. say, Oh, I don't know, or I'm running bad and player, you know, it, it's just kind of why the game, the game does, does work. But I think that that is, that is tricky. And I know uh, it's hard to sort of process how things are really, how you're doing, especially live. Cause where there's not really like a way to analyze. Exactly, much. Exactly. So but like uh, for me, for example, now in the cash games, um, there's like a lot of games added. For example, like if you win, so it's 200, 400 uh, blinds. And yeah. if you win with seven deuce or eight, three, you get another thousand uh, per player. And this kind of stuff, I never, I don't know how to play. So I don't know if I'm running like good because right. I have a lot of like seven duos and eight three and cut my plus through or whatever. Um, or if I'm actually like playing it good, I don't know. So I, I can't well, I, analyze that either. I've actually <laughs> never, I've never yeah. seen a, a seven deuce eight three combo. That's actually yeah. kind of sick. Cause it's now it's, too. Yeah. it's like, that's, that's it's, a lot. There's a lot of now, like every hand, that's every, right, it's exactly. a possibility. So. Yeah. And you don't know, like you have like every post flop analysis you're doing, you can't really uh, like count on anymore because like they can have every seven dudes and eight three as well. Wow! Yeah, yeah that's uh, so. that's interesting. Are you cold by the way? Because the air keeps coming. Uh, Do you want me to turn on? Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I've got long sleeve on your shorts, uh, <laughs> but it does feel a little, a little cold. Uh, guys, I want to remind you one more time here before we go. We're gonna we're gonna keep looking through some results. We're gonna talk about some of these seven figure scores that Monag has had. But I'd want to remind you that we are gonna do a giveaway at the end of the stream. Uh, we're gonna talk about actually. NLG, the no limit dot GG as well. And here's the, here it is right here, guys. 109 ticket, uh, going to get a 
question in if you ask and while we're here i've got to ask what is swordfish 007 that's your online uh <laughs> moniker for for years or in some of the sites what is that referencing um yeah i mean it's not that, that interesting of a story it was just like uh it was pre-netflix right so you had like physical dvds <laughs> and uh, uh when i made my podcast account it was like the night before um i had some friends who were, were watching movies and for some reason i had on my desk i had the um password swordfish and the uh some james bond movie uh, so okay. i just like was creating my account and looked over and saw like the two names and just combined it all right that's the story no that's good <laughs> uh, listen that's uh that that answers questions i, I was yeah. i was wondering what tell me about this what's going on here esports yeah. streaming uh what what is the deal uh, behind this uh, these a lot of familiar faces here in poker as well what's uh what's what's your affiliation and and what's deal with the nlgg yes so i don't know when it was like um i would say like two years maybe a bit longer uh stefan stefan chillhabel um came like sent us all a message my friends and me um if you want to get involved in his new project um which kind of combines like esports and and poker um like a lot of streaming, um, uh, just like the, having a poker team basically to promote the esports team as well. Right. And I mean, I looked at like who he asked, and they were like the best players in the world, basically, and good friends of mine. So of course, I said yes as well. Um, I haven't really done much streaming for them, just like a few streams. Um, but uh, it's yeah, I mean, it's a great project. Like I think they're going really, really hard in like the Counter Strike streets and some other other right. games, and they're crushing it over there. And poker has um, been a little um, lower now. I don't think they have been that many streams. Um, but as, uh, I think if there's going to be more live poker, if they all start traveling again, um, I think there's going to be a lot of good content coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, and and what are your thoughts on esports? Let's talk just in a blanket. Esports, crypto, NFTs. What's your? Do you, do you like these things? Are you? Do you kind of dip your toes in it? Uh, it sort of uh, runs parallel, uh, perpendicular to poker. It's just kind of like one of those things. Everyone's sort of involved in some capacity or aware of it. What What are your thoughts on these these major categories? Um, okay, I'm, esports. Uh, I, I got to be honest and say I'm really clueless about. Um, I mean, I love like watching some of it, like when they have like these first stadiums. Starcraft players or whatever, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's really cool to watch, but I have no clue. I've never been good at like, mm-hmm. any of the games right. either. Um, as far as crypto goes, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, a uh, huge supporter um, in a lot of different um, currencies as well, uh, different projects. Um, Luxon, of course. we got to give a shout-out to Luxon. <laughs> Luxon, yeah. Uh, so soon to be with uh, crypto, right? <laughs> yes, they have it. There's a. It's come part of it. You can exchange uh, with CoinRivet and Luxon. You can have crypto and right. move it in and yeah. out. So yeah, yeah, that's that's huge um, for sure. Uh, and NFTs, yeah, are my new big hobby. I would say um, um, I got really obsessed with NFTs a while ago and started investing a lot. Um, really enjoying the process yeah. nice. kind of like the beginning of poker you know like getting better at it uh, i see this mistakes and, this is a crypto yeah. punk right here we both were sharing uh, yeah. our, our love of our we got our uh, <laughs> right. avatars what uh yeah. what got you who got you into because idea of yeah. this where the, this was for those that don't know about crypto punks they were given away i think june 2017 the, the company i think larva labs kept like a thousand they made ten thousand gifted basically or put them out into the, the world nine thousand they were essentially free now I think the floor. I mean, its range was 450k for the minimum uh, as as early as a month ago. I think it's around 270 to 300. It's kind of fluctuates. Um, the the thoughts about 
three hundred thousand dollars for a JPEG yeah. right now. Well, is it? It's got. I mean, talk about family friends getting their head around <laughs> poker. Like this has got to be a bit. Uh, like, what do your parents say? Are they even yeah. aware? Like, do you, when you do they understand what these are? Have you talked um, to them about it? I have just recently. Um, uh, yeah, my girlfriend and I visited my parents. Uh, when was it? Like uh, three, four weeks ago, uh, in France. And I told him I bought a I bought a JPEG for seventy five k and much of other investment. Uh, and I thought they're gonna say I'm crazy, but they actually like kind of get it. So, right. Uh, my dad, uh, especially, like, he was he was really curious about it. So he wanted to know like what all the other punks like what the difference. Uh, of course, they're still like really skeptical. I mean, every every same right. be, human right, being right. would be. Um, but yeah, again, really supportive. Uh, interestingly, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> um, but it is, it is super crazy. Yeah. Um, it was obviously everyone wishes they would have gotten in earlier um i think like in march i talked to, uh, with some friends about it and, and i tried to convince them to like uh, i think it was like 30k floor back yeah, then yeah. um to uh, like chop one that we all put in 10k and get like a third each but I didn't want to and so i kind of uh, they said like oh you're gonna feel so stupid if it goes down 90 <laughs> percent um so they kind of talked me out of it um but then timex you know mike mcdonald yeah, of course i talked to him um and I was still kind of convinced it's probably a good idea, uh, even though my friends didn't want to. And uh, then I did it at some point. I just had to do it and uh, yeah. put in yeah, 75K, as I said. So it was a bit higher already. But um, yeah, so far it's, it's going well, but who knows? <laughs> who knows yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it does seem like these. this is sort of the blue chip ones and they just they did a really good job in the marketing on it and just how it's sort of, uh, sort of like Bitcoin within the crypto where it's just kind of everyone sort of understands and, and, and is adopting that. But there are, I mean, I've seen some crazy ones like the carpets and the rocks and you, know, I, you saw yeah, Timex speaking yeah. to him. He did put a tweet out that he would... You saw this about like the, the yeah, it was rocked yeah. being in the Louvre. Did you see the bet? He oh, offered? yes, yes. Oh, is, this, is it happening? Did that, well, or, well he, yeah. he basically offered to people, he yeah. said, look, I'll pay you uh, whatever right now. And if, if it ever goes into the Louvre, you get pay me 10 X. So obviously yeah. you have to trust another person, but he would literally say, you know, you tell it, look, right. give him a hundred. He'll let you tell him time. I'll bet you he'll send you a hundred thousand dollars. And then if it ever goes in the Louvre, you got to send him a million or whatever, it's, 10 X. Yeah. And, and the thing is though, so actually my brother-in-law, he gifted the first ever, um, crypto punk, I guess, uh, NFT to a museum and it, it was in Miami and it was oh. displayed. So it was around when it was like 40 K yeah. and he gifted one and, um, in CIA, I think it is in Miami. I forget the name uh, exactly, but it's on the, yeah, he, he gave the gifted the first one. And that was when I saw the Timex and I was like, Oh, it's smart. Cause like, yeah, well, you know, listen, the rocks right. are a million dollars <laughs> now or 400 grand. Like just, you know, they have a little section of the Louvre and they put like a digital thing and now he makes like 50 million off of <laughs> a gift. So yeah, I don't mean to ruin his action, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take up take him up on that i think i like his uh i don't think you're running at it yeah like his chance <laughs> yeah you like like his chances um all right let's let's uh let's go back through a bit more of of the stuff so you you the hen and mob you go here you're playing you're playing 2013 14 you know you're grinding you're literally traveling traveling around wsop another third another good uh good run oh, yeah. so you get close uh where was uh what was what would you say would be your significant kind of breakout score where it went from like all right i'm playing the stakes cash games i'm playing online i'm traveling the world into like all right now i'm gonna be playing higher my my average buy-in's higher uh i had a I, where was your like breakout breakout score that took you to a new level of of, of, of play and buy-ins um what was a score like a signature one for you at the time i mean like in the beginning, I would actually probably call the first one. Like I, I won one of the first European Masters. Um, I think like the second second one. Uh, which one was it? This one. Uh, yeah. Oh no, yeah, maybe right third here. one. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So that was kind of 
I'd like to start because then, um, oh yeah, I, exactly. That was when I when I cashed in WSOP main before and then won this one. So I had like a decent bankroll after. And I think that was really the start. And I didn't really, like, I never went broke or anything after that. But I was also kind of nitty. I was like selling action, um, even though I had some money at that point. Um, I think it was only like the first two 10Ks or something I played on own money, even though I had like maybe 30, 40K uh, bankroll. Oh, wow. Uh, because I won satellites. So. Um, and then, uh, yeah, from that point, I don't think there was any like other really big score that changed my life, I, I wouldn't say. I mean, uh, yeah, I was kind of always selling some action. I guess, oh yeah, the when the super high roller started, that's um, that's a good one. I think that was the first one where a friend told me, was it the first one? Uh, he would take uh, action in the 50K, if, if I'm not mixing it up. I think this um, is a 50K. Yeah. And then, yeah, US. I guess third, Fedor and Steve. Um, how, so that was the start. How how good is is uh, well we'll talk Fedor. Yeah. He's been on the podcast and he obviously is you know I think him Dan Coleman Justin Bonwell maybe have the three like dominant periods of, of time. No thank you, no thank you. Um, good service here. They do come. Maybe yeah. they give you the mini bars. <laughs> they're, they're checking. They're doing this stuff. Um, all right. So Steve O'Dwyer, he's yeah. here. You know I actually don't know him very well. And uh, you've played with him, uh, battled a bunch, I'm sure. And actually, Kyle Burns as well. He's been on the podcast and, and a great player. Um, what it, What is like, talk me through some of these guys, like the difference. When you see like these guys, like what separates you guys like at, at this level? Like top, these four, right? Like, like when you, you know, you guys know frequencies, you know, you've studied, you guys have your own methodology, but is there much between separating at this level? Because like it put you guys in the top, you know, 0.05%, one, like the top players in the world. What is a, what is the advantages? Like what, what kind of, don't give me a specific, like on a player, but like, is it like, is he weak? Is it, I guess what I'm trying to say is where is the, where is there something to give here? Like who's, who's got the edge in a spot like this, you know, like when you guys both, when you guys are like the highest level. Oh, you mean like when it's the four months left? Yeah. Uh, For example, like, is there, is there much like, do you think, do you think Steve is like, I'm the best player left and Fader's like, I'm the best player. Are you like, wow, like I have an advantage here. I I'm going to win. Like, is it at that level? Is it just like mutual respect? And look, we all know how to play. Anything can happen. Or do you think like legitimately is someone just like have some advantages here? I mean, I'm not sure about them, uh, but at that in that lineup at the time, I was definitely the worst player by far. Um, maybe I mean probably now too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess Steve and Fedor have big confidence. So does scale. Um, but like what? Like so, and, tell me what? What is? Is it something? Is it, is it they've done maybe more deep work in certain spots? Like yeah. their heads up game even might be more like more advanced or shorthanded game. They're they're doing more work on like what? Just tell me like you know if you're watching at home and you yeah. see those names, scary. Like you get there, you know, in a tournament, the EVs are are generated by I guess like players that are that are not very good uh, or, or recreationals, right? They enter in a, in a high buy-in, so now yeah. there's a pool. There's some money that's sort of around and available. Uh, but but like. I don't know how. How would you kind of dissect that when you're looking at like I mean, players at the level? Yeah, uh, if you if you go to the super high rollers, it's always the person who puts who, who ran the most sims is the best player. I think you can you can generalize like that. Um, in live poker setting, obviously, there's. Uh, I remember in these in this lineup especially, there were some spots where um, some players were a little less um, like life grinders, like they had some life tellers. Um, I'm not talking about these three, obviously. Yeah, but um, uh, there's. Uh, a lot of that's uh, going on in live poker, I think. Like, it's a huge edge to have if you have, like, a li- even a little tell on someone. Um, 
and that's reliable uh, right. and uh, you you, um, you factor in your decisions. Um, Kale, for example, during that time, time, I think he barely played any tournaments, um, but he was a cash game crusher, and you really could feel like how he's studying tournaments um, at the time. I mean, that was a few years ago. Now he's obviously one of the best tournament players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really like, if there's no lie, if there's no uh, tells um, to be seen, like if you cover <laughs> cover your neck or whatever, um, then it's only like uh, who makes the better decisions in in the certain spots. And if you know ICM, like some people, they enjoy like winning more than like winning a trophy more than winning money, so they don't care about ICM that much. Um, so that's that's a big factor in. Uh, <laughs> and, and that has to be that has to be like when you said you guys are sharing notes and stuff. This is something like you got in a field, you know, like players, you're like, look, this guy, he wants the final table. This guy, yeah. you know, values his life. This Exactly. These matter in spots where you're like, all right, I'm going to shove blind on blind a little wider or I'm going to call off a little wider. And in these things, I mean, this is where I guess, you know, it really helps to have notes and understanding on on players because right. you can change a little. Maybe someone has a little more crypto than the other and their <laughs> things change. But like ultimately you do have like people are who they are. Yeah. Like you, you can't really just like snap overnight and like, all right, you're just guys a maniac, you know. So uh, that, that's interesting. And what uh, what um, and, and, and then typically in this type of spots, are there deals done or it just depends? Like some guys are don't like deals. Some guys are always going to deal, obviously, friendship wise and what you believe is ability wise. Like how, how do these typically go in like the high rollers? Yeah, um, I don't think. Uh, well, I didn't make a deal in this one. Um, didn't have any swaps either. Uh, but in general, there's a lot of like action swapping. Um, yeah. And deal making, like even if there's no no official deal, sometimes you like lock in the, the chips, and if you right. trust the person, you can right. you can just put on like put out some money, maybe right. um, to have less stress about it. And yeah, the, trying to keep the swaps small so they don't affect your decision. Obviously, is a big part, like ethical part. I, I feel like, um, and I remember like also Steve asking Fedor if he had action of me, and when we had three left, because that would like potentially change something, but not not had, no one had any action, so he knew. Um, uh, there's uh, yeah, and, and there's how, going on. How does like Steve, who I actually don't know that much about his game, we've played a few times, but you know the guy just like here he comes wins at twenty five k. He just like seems to be so great. What what would be something like attribute wise? Uh, do you think on his game like that is just like what does he do? Is he is also just like salt like from your understanding? Is it because he's just done so much work and he just understands uh, the game through and through, or what yeah. makes him so good? I mean, he's just a super intelligent uh, intelligent guy. Um, I know there was a lot of beef between some Germans and him or like other players and him because he was uh, maybe not as... Um, uh, he didn't play as GTO as other players for a while, at least. But I think people underestimated him for a while. Um, I think he's just a great player. Um, and he's maybe like a little less... Uh, I don't know, approachable than others. I would uh, maybe call it like that. Um, it's just uh, having less conversations at the table. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I wouldn't say like, um, I don't know how many Sims he runs, but uh, I, I think he runs a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to play. He's yeah. not he's not a guy you like seeing on your table. Draw, <laughs> right. for sure. He's not making yeah. a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um, very cool. And so, yeah. so that's a big score. Was that your biggest score at the time? Uh, yes, I believe so. uh, or yeah, somewhere in, I think I was scrolling pretty quick, but yeah, so 500 K yeah. it's a nice one. And, and when did, when did you, when did you sort of like jump up from 10 K's into like 25s, fifties, hundreds? What was, what period of time was it when you started to really play the highest 
buy-ins. Uh, so yeah, I think it was two fifteen or when I was it was the first fifty k for sure because I remember yeah someone asking me to play. Um, I only wanted to play cash and some smaller stuff there, but he convinced me and then I was running good there. And then yeah, I think a year later, I think you got it there. Well, here's the here's yes, a big one, exactly, the biggest that's one. The one um, where I was in Vegas and the same friend. He told me, oh, they're gonna have a super high roll, like 100K, like a 1 million Hong Kong, which is like 125K USD um, in Montenegro. If I wanted to play, I said, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then I uh, yeah, flew to Montenegro and first bullet uh, just ran, ran like God again <laughs> and won it. So that was a good, uh, good score. And, yeah. and when it, what was that like to win? Because, I mean, again, so 500K score big it's exciting you've hit some big scores you know even maybe spots where you i don't know like what percent and, and whatever but like yeah. two million you know this is like this is this is a signature win right this is this is big like what was that feeling like when you actually when you took down that trophy in my in a cool place in the world yeah. you know high highest buy-in highest highest score you have what tell me a little bit how that actually you know what, what was that experience yeah I, I think that's still one of my favorite wins for sure it's just um yeah, I mean, the Triton tournaments, you know them, like their uh, best production, uh, the whole team. And this one, it wasn't televised, actually, it was before. Oh, was? Uh, this was not on TV? It was not on TV, no. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are legends. Like, and then being heads up with Richard as well, it was like one of the founders. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a big sweat. I knew I, I couldn't really make a deal because uh, yeah, I thought I had the advantage heads up and it was a big uh, SEC 700k heads up. That was really, really big for me. Um, and then also in the, in, in the guy with action in me, of course, I didn't want to let him down either. Um, so yeah, very big sweat. Uh, having Stefan at the final table, I mean, I was kind of <laughs> kind of happy, even though he's a really, really good friend of mine, kind of happy that he busted because right. he's such a good player. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that heavy actually, <laughs> but uh, right. it was good for you me. You knew your, uh, your, the, the likelihood of winning goes up when, right. when that. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, John Joanna is a huge legend as well. He's really, really good. Um, I mean, the whole, the whole lineup was pretty incredible. Um, the Creek guy is like a famous singer. Um, yeah, he's who was it with? I don't want to mess anything up, but he's like he's really famous in Greece in in Mykonos. He's having a huge concert, huh. um, but he wasn't a poker player. So um, yeah, recreational. But then you also have Mikita, so obviously maybe the best right now. So yeah, it was a, it was a crazy fun table, um, and I think uh, I played really really well on that one. Um, I I don't always say that, <laughs> but like I just want to just felt like I make a lot of right decisions. Nice. So yeah. How how. How does that how does that impact you in a spot like that? Because I think no matter what, it's true for for anyone because there's a wide range in buy-ins, right? Like whether it's online, you're playing two hundred dollars Sunday million or whatever, up to you know twenty five k once in a while or ten k is online yeah. and same live. Like here, you're playing what was it? So what was the conversion that was a one twenty five k USD. Okay, so so when you click in like a five k Cypress main event versus a one twenty five k. Uh, buy-in like what is that feeling like for you and, and do, do you find that you play exactly or almost exactly the same or is it like you know a spot where you know like all right i could jam this or min raise or it's a little less variance do you, do you find yourself to, you, you see what i'm saying do you play like the same always or do, does it does it affect you a little when it's like such a large buy-in do you do deviate slightly in certain spots do you think um I mean, I'm really trying to play the same. I, I also really enjoy main events. It's just like really fun to me um, playing these like huge fields. Mm -hmm. But in the super high rolls, when there's only like 40, 50 people, um, 
yeah, you just play a little differently. I don't think anyone would say they're playing 100% the same. You're just like super dialed in, I think, in the main event sometimes. I right. Don't know, maybe you. You're joking around a little more. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a, you know, there's a cash yeah. game. You know, if you, if you, if you get knocked out, that's yeah. good. Yeah. For example, I don't know if I play the main here so great <laughs> because I knew, like, in the back of my head, maybe if I bust, I can still play the cash kind of stuff. And there, that's not. I mean, there were good cash games as well, but it's right. very different. Like, you, you don't want to like punt one twenty five k. Right. Now. Right. And 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 tell me a little bit about poker in the in the moment with. Um, you know the the tanking because this is something that uh, he what uh, what's his name? Um, Crystals. <laughs> yes, uh, actually, go ahead. No, and and uh, and Vogel saying like with the with oh, the okay. ma- that kind of stuff up because like you mentioned earlier, if you can't really get reads and yeah. you know, listen, I'm wearing a mask here and and I was like almost even though it was a little bit loose, right? Like it wasn't like they were enforcing like you have to have it up all the time, but you know it is kind of like you're hiding a bit. You feel like it's just easier to look at people and like you can kind of whatever. So. Uh, what's your takes on these things tanking and covering yourself you know i know negranu mm-hmm. has been vocal almost saying like people shouldn't maybe yeah. be allowed to wear sunglasses or whatever because it makes the point though like if you're a professional and you can have an advantage that's totally legal like why would you not wear like a yeah. you know thing so I, I get arguments on both sides i'm more interested on the tanking but give me let's start with the uh covering of your covering. of your of yourself uh, I mean, I, I love Christoph. Uh, he's a good friend and re- really, really, really yeah. good guy. Um, I, I do think it's a little out of line to go like uh, to cover you, everything. It's just like it doesn't. For me, it's like a uh, focus to like a social game. Right? Yeah, like, etiquette. Yeah. yeah, if you uh, especially if you play like hundred Ks and you're like, I mean, um, like if you like a lot of people think like if someone's like a rich businessman or whatever, like they're not good at poker. They're like. I don't know, kind of stupid or whatever, but like exactly the opposite case. Like usually they, they they became rich because they're obviously smart people, right? So they they can see like when someone's like doing this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, t- trying to take advantage in like in every single uh, small spot. Um, I don't think it's good for the game at all. That's right. that's my main reasoning why I wouldn't uh, ever wear a scarf or any uh, covering. But I think it's like should be like on the same. Um, uh, like not not try to take advantage in these small spots right. if, if you don't have to um, because you're already probably better poker player than recreational and you, why why would you go that far <laughs> like, yeah it, it's, I, I, it's, it's it's sort of um, yeah it's not very welcoming right it just kind of feels like it feels it, it has a weird feel and you see a lot of people make jokes about it or, mm-hmm. or do stuff and I, yeah I, and also I, I've I heard he's a uh, uh, we are, it's a, what's up guys. Yeah. We are in Northern Cyprus right yeah. now at the merit really cool spot. So I know again, this is live on Twitch. We'll upload it to YouTube. It'll be on all the audio outlets. It's early my, my, where I'm from. I know there's some Europeans over here watching. So welcoming everyone, but we are, uh, we are live and we are in Cyprus. And then th- this again, will be up on YouTube very shortly and then the audio outlets, but okay. So, so yeah, I think, uh, aligned on that. I think there's a, there's a difference in li- Again, there's different, um, levels to it right if it's like all right you have a glasses on okay or a hat or whatever like hats okay but you start going full cover um it's a bit it's a bit it feels a bit much um but again if you listen it's big money and if you want to do your best and uh, i don't know it's kind of tricky right it's a tricky spot uh for sure i mean i I wouldn't say i wouldn't tell them not to do it Uh, obviously it's within the rules and it's fine but uh i personally think it's like you you want to make it fun like if you um uh, again, like if a recreational plays poker, he's probably doing it to have a good time. And if you like, if you have uh, big headphones uh, on and uh, have your hoodie over your face and stuff, yeah, like you, you're not really like uh, making anything um, uh, to have a fun conversation or like uh, to trying hard yeah. to like, uh, yeah, help them. And <laughs> and uh, the more the other side too then is tanking because yeah. this is something that um, 
you know, I, like here I was having fun. I was, it was like the, the last event I played a 1600 and the table, you know, it's just like, it's like everyone's like snap playing mm-hmm. and, and it's like, the the attitude was just like hey let's play fast because it's a it's again a fine line because you want to take your time you want to be professional you want to like think about things but you also want to be respectful and of course there's a lot of area on that and like shot clocks come in now but even with the shot clocks like it's not fun either it's like and sometimes it could actually maybe slow down more because it's like oh this guy's like i'm gonna take 20 seconds every single second and do it so like where do you what do you think on this stuff because it's uh it's nice if it's fast and everyone just played like turbo and 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 thing but it is big money and these high rollers and you know it is there is like a fine line there so how do you sort of do that for yourself yeah, I mean nowadays I'm I'm a huge believer in just playing as fast as possible. Like obviously try to yeah. think about your spots. And I've done I've been different like a few years ago. I've definitely been kind of out of line. I would say like in satellites, for example, I would tank long um, to try to save the seat. Uh, obviously, it's just like money in your pocket basically if you take longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I I feel like I'm grown up a little bit and um, understand better. Uh, that's important to like play as fast as possible for like right. if, if everyone would decide on on doing that it would be so much more enjoyable right yeah uh, it's just not tanking then like yeah not to call him out but i think jordan christus is like really really famous kind of uh, for like taking as much time as possible also like maybe to tilt people and I, I think that's really bad for a game in the long run right um and he's also gotten better like maybe i shouldn't shouldn't even say his name but uh, in general um uh, yeah, uh, I think tanking is terrible for poker. Yeah, because I, I felt it here. Like I, I was in a, a table in the main event on day two, and um, it is a thing because I, I got moved, and all of a sudden I no, don't know what's going on. I, I'm at a new table, and like sure enough, it was just like this kid would take like you know a minute on each street, and it's like, but yeah, I could like actually feel myself getting upset. And I wasn't in the hand and it's just like, so it is actually like a strategically kind of uh, uh, a thing where you kind of like, it's also feels like a little scarier, right? Like, Oh, this guy's processing the the thing and the the, the PO in his head and he's doing this stuff and it's like all this thing. So it's like, it just, I don't know, but I think there's something there. I don't know the right thing. I think ultimately, luckily most people do play fairly quickly, but like I have seen it where it does, it, it, it ruins like the enjoyment, especially in the high rollers too. It's so exciting. The prizes are so big the spots are so exciting. But when it's like, you just sitting there waiting for like people to act every time it, it's tricky. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. And I do think the shot clock, big blind, Annie, these things have really yeah. helped the game move faster. It's, it's, it's been good. And I, I think that uh, all in all things are pretty good, but I, I do think there's room yeah. to improve still. Right. I feel like in the future, I think some stuff actually has done it already. Maybe it was Triton. Um, it's going to be some sort of uh, shot clock where you have like uh, less time pre-flop, maybe like 10 seconds pre, then 20 seconds post, and then mm-hmm. on the river or something like that. Uh, I think that could be uh, kind of a solution for that. Um, because pre-flop, like if you, if you really tank like one minute and then decide to fold, it feels really silly, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's very, very crazy. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's do one more uh, tournament visit well maybe two more i want to do world series let's take a look at the numbers but like this 5300 ept million monte carlo i mean this is uh this is a a big one almost a thousand runners five million dollar purse and this was in 2019 so Mm -hmm. not too long ago especially when we're talking the last you know like a year and a half has been removed essentially um so you tell me about this what went right how did this go down actually i remember a pretty famous hand brian (laughs) reese was that with you 
It, was it? Yeah, he called like ten high or something did, or something weird. Did. But it, when when it was broken down, it wasn't that crazy. Um, Tim Adams, obviously legend as well. Some big names here, Victor yeah. uh, as well. Wickthor, uh, Sam Greenwood, a lot of great players down right. the stretch here. So tell me, tell me what happened. How did this get? How did you win? And and how how did this feel compared to some other stuff? Just like the the smaller buy-in for a huge score. ROI ridiculous. Obviously, you have a hundred. You know, you got all your action. Um, no question at this level. And and how is this in your comparison? Your well, career? it's absolute, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it was a huge score. A huge score. Um, it felt amazing. It was actually because um, yeah, like twelve years ago, we watched the EPT uh, on DVDs. <laughs> Back then, it was like Dortmund and some other mm-hmm. um, some other EPTs. Like it was so prestigious for us. Maybe more than a bracelet for a while, at least. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I really always wanted to win EBT and it, it feels, I don't know if it is, but it feels a lot tougher to win one than like other, because there's uh, they didn't have any EBT online or something right. until recently at least. Um, and yeah, just way fewer, um, um, just, uh, I don't know, sorry. Uh, when you have like bracelet events, like 40, 50 uh, a year or something right. at the time, and then maybe five EPTs or what it is. So it just felt a lot tougher. Um, well, yeah, it is. I mean, there's yeah. less it's, uh, the scarcity there, right? It's like crypto right. punks, you know. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's hard to get it, hard to get it, get yeah. one, get it done. So, yeah, how did tell me about the Reese hand as well and what went down? Because I, I just I don't remember exactly, but I just remember something like blind on blind and like ten high or after right. the flop right. ten high or what what happened there? Uh, yeah, I mean, he just made a really great call, and I was kind of I was I mean I already knew this uh, I already said something like oh yeah this is gonna look so stupid on YouTube because like, people are gonna talk about it but it wasn't that that crazy of a call um, yeah that's right when it was yeah. broken down it seemed like almost like he had to call right uh, yeah I didn't I didn't really expect him to fall ten high at the time I, I was kind of bluffing it I mean I wasn't I wasn't I didn't have an opinion on it but uh, I was trying kind of trying to get him off split pots mainly. Um, and uh, also because he's like kind of famous for making these like seven high, eight high calls. I also mentioned it after the hand. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't that crazy for me. It didn't tilt me. Like people thought, oh yeah, he's going to get tilted and like blast it off now. But um, it was fine for me. He's, he's a great player and uh, um, it was a great call. Uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of, so we had six and a half, he had six and a half big bands to start a hand with. So uh, to keep it in perspective, like I limp preflop and then check check for, um, uh, flop and turn in that shaft river um so it wasn't like uh, i triple barrage or something mm-hmm. um so yeah what well, was it yeah. at the time you were chip leader though or had a yeah i was and- big chip leader i was very aggressive um and uh, i was kind of like trying to win all the pots uh there's also like not a yeah oh, i, I wow. ran a few bluffs against him Oh, was there there. A, was there a deal? Oh, it must be a deal then, yeah. right? Okay, I was going to say, yeah, like, yeah, wait, how could he? So <laughs> how's he? Uh, that's a massive uh, jump, though, um, between between fourth and third. Right, but, right. But, uh, okay, yeah. so there was was a deal. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But yeah. in, in hindsight, though, if you shove that spot, like he's yeah. calling, he would he have called? Or what, what is, how many, like, was there some other short stacks? Or was he the uh, no, he would have folded. Um, he was the shortest. Uh, I yeah, so I had six twos. He had uh, ten twos, um, okay. so I would never shaft the six twos. Even the limp is kind of optimistic already. I was it's just because of the big blind any and um, four left. Right, um, it plays bigger, so I think it's fine for me to limp. Yeah. I think I actually like played the hand fine, um, even with the assumptions I had. Um, obviously, it looks kind of stupid to get called by a ten high, but I think it was still fine, and it wasn't as big as of, of a pot as everyone made it out to be. Right, right, yeah, no, it got like yeah. a lot of attention. Yeah, I think yeah. he won like the the hand of the year or something with that GBI. Um, maybe I'm mixing something up, but I believe it was that. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, I was just yeah. 
So more importantly yeah. though, yeah. So I want, like you, so you're crushing that tournament. Yeah. Where did it? Where did you kind of get accelerated to to be in the lead? Like, was it two tables, or did you have it for the last day? Um, <laughs> I feel like it was like maybe like twenty left. Um, we won a huge pot against the other chip leader, um, and from that point it was fairly smooth. I wasn't I wasn't really chip, I wasn't a chip leader to start a final table or anything. Um, I think it was like fourth in chips. Um, but I just won a lot of pots. I mean, the first hand I busted the short stack, uh, like sevens against eight, eight ace three, um, and won a bunch of other pots. And just everything went my way, kind of like a huge bluff went through against Ryan. Uh, or maybe not huge, but a, a good bluff. Um, right. And yeah, everything uh, went according to plan. And then, yeah, as you said, three left. Um, they were kind of pushing for a deal the whole time, actually, um, um, when Ryan busted. And I, I said, no. <laughs> um, and I said, like, yeah, we shouldn't waste time on, uh, because I, I would want way more than ICM. Um, Victor's actually a really good online player, um, but I haven't really, like, he didn't have much life experience, and mm-hmm. I thought like I had an advantage. Uh, and the other the other guy was a, a Chinese recreational. Uh, we actually played really fearless as well, <laughs> um, really well. But, yeah, I said I didn't want to make a deal, but then um, he said, no, no, look, let's look at numbers. And it was, like, a huge, like, a super long deal discussion. It was actually really annoying for the viewers, probably. I think it was more than an hour, hour or something. <clears throat> so, wow. Um, I'm yeah. shocked they let you guys do that. Yeah, and I said, no, like, um, because it was weird. I said, like, in the beginning, I didn't want to do it, like, unless I get way more. And then we decided on a deal, and then Victor said something, no, I want 5K more, or something super like that, too. I was, like, really serious. I said, no, let's just play. And then um, the Chinese guy, like, uh, offered him the 5k too and just like if everyone way more money um, uh, than ICM was and then I said yeah okay let's do that and play for I don't know what it was 100k or 70k or something right. um, and and the trophy and then it was a very long heads a very long 300 as well it's just I think the final table was like 15 hours 16 hours no way yeah. what time I finished like 6am or 7am or something I think it was like yeah, three three AM maybe. Um, and then I had a flight at six AM, so wow. <laughs> I barely made it. Yeah, wow. Two Cyprus again. <laughs> wow, very cool. That had to be nice, though. You had to be yeah. tired and, and have to yeah, be I was happy. Passing out on the plane. I know uh, my friend Ayla Lee. She booked like a, a flights for us uh, because I, I didn't have anything. Like we just said, we were going to Cyprus, and then she said, "Oh yeah, I have a flight for you too." Wow. And then uh, we uh, yeah we all went to Cyprus. Um, very cool. That was a very good night. Yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. You didn't really get yeah. the party then, but you kind of came, slept, and then then had, exactly. then had a good yeah. time. Played some here, uh, and then we partied for I don't know a week straight. <laughs> very very cool. Yeah. Well, we got. Uh, I see some people in the chat asking yeah. about online. Yes, he does. The nickname is Swordfish 007. We covered why and where that came from. Uh, we are going to give you guys again a chance to ask some questions, and pretty soon we will do this giveaway. Actually, going to reload this here and check it out. You guys are uh, a lot of questions. I think we've covered, but we'll try to take some down the stretch here and give you guys a chance to win this 109 ticket. Uh, if, it's, if you're if you're in the live chat, you can ask as well, but we will uh, read, read some of this. And again, kind of zooming through, let's go back. One more event, the World Series. You covered it. You said you won it. This was recently uh, in the um, – what was this? Uh, okay, some more scores, good scores. So, yeah, some big scores. There's the main event. And then let's just uh, – skipping six-figure scores. Like it's nothing, but we're going to go to – ooh, online. So, wait, would this oh, have counted – Would this? Have, oh, shit, would this have counted for uh, – was, was this on the trophy? Please don't remind No, really? Yeah. This, the, the the knockout one counts? I didn't know that. I don't remember. Would have counted. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this guy was oh. like a, a qualifier – um, 
or something. I think he wanted to see. Yeah, what what happened here? Tell me. I don't want to just uh, tell me what what's the deal. So this is a W. This is a triple crown. This is for you. Technically. Oh yeah, it was before the that was the people. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So what what was uh what was this like online? And how do you approach knockouts? To do you feel? It seems like something I think people play so absurd because there's like razor edge bounty course. There's yeah. other bounty work, but people. So it's hard to know. Like sometimes you see the absurd things like, oh, that's probably terrible. But actually maybe right. with the bounties, it's not. Yeah. So uh, how, how, how much work have you done on bounties and what was this tournament like? I mean, I'm definitely not, not great. That's Ryan Reese again too. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not, I'm not the best at bounties. Like I wouldn't pretend to be. Um, but uh, obviously like on the final tables, um, depending on, I mean, there's, there's, I still have the bounties where it's not progressive, right? So, like, on the final table, it's completely irrelevant at some point. Right. Um, uh, in this one, yeah, it obviously matters a lot uh, because some bounties are huge. You kind of have to gamble for it. Um, I've done content on it, and, yeah, as you said, some some stuff looks really weird but makes a lot of sense uh, in the bounty tournaments, just, like, calling it a lot, a lot um, off a lot wider, especially in multi-way um, all-ins as well, which you wouldn't expect. Um, it's actually fun. I yeah. think I, I think if anything, it makes it less serious. Like the online, the, the fact about bounties is it recycles a lot of money. People that are buying in, they're getting mm-hmm. back some portion of their money. So um, I, I think it actually is really good for poker and keeps, uh, you know, it, it just recycles things a bit more. It also makes it a little more fun. No, it's less great. intense. There's a lot yeah, of all-ins yeah. and variants as well. It's uh, yeah. it's definitely definitely cool. So, but yeah, so a bummer, like heads up, were you a chip leader? Was it a... Um, a yeah, again, I was uh, all in with eights against King-10, uh, uh, but he won the flip. And then, I don't know, there were a few more bigger hands. He he played well. Um, I I actually never watched the analysis that uh, I Hexton did because I feel like um, I messed up a few hands for sure. Um, there was one big call I made for the for the win at least uh, as well, but he overbet shoved the river. I was like, fairly confident uh, he could have bluffed, but... Probably in retrospect, he never has a bluff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I called it off anyways and was wrong. Um, and yeah, I think there were a few hands that I would have played better. But then again, I was, yeah, again, just running super hot to be, um, get second place in such a big tournament. It's huge. It was a big score as well for a 3K. Um, like if you, if you catch for like 90, 90 buy-ins or whatever, it's always, that was huge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, losing the heads up was so frustrating. Maybe the, maybe the most frustrating heads up I lost. Um, right. because I really thought like at no point I thought I was losing. <laughs> it was really like, I was right. very confident. Um, I thought I'm going to win for sure and get like WPT. Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, a bit frustrating. Um, but it was a really fun tournament. I had a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, the knockouts, yeah. the big big knockouts online are, are great, and it seems to be people really love them now. So it's uh, it's getting very yeah. popular. Yeah, let's uh, have it again. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look now at the WSOP, which was recently. So this is kind of a bit surprising. I think you wouldn't think you were in you know summer. There's no WSOP going on. Did is this even when you're in Vegas? Were you here for part of this reason? Did you just happen to be there? Like, were you going there to play some online stuff, or what? What was your your uh the reason you were there no so we were in mexico um we only wanted to go for like a few weeks in mexico and then we just kind of fell in love with the place um and stayed for yeah i think four months is that tulum area or what's it like? uh, in tulum um well in the beginning my girlfriend made um uh, looked up some places like some islands like Holbosch um uh and uh, islam Mujeres and uh, mm-hmm. other places mm-hmm. close to tulum mm-hmm. um i knew nothing about it we just like went there and went to have yeah, like, Tulum's a very cool place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, um, uh, right, yeah, we spent time in Tulum, spent New Year's in Tulum, and then went to Blyderkam because my friends told me they're going to go there. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And then it was amazing. Like, it was a really good time. Um, played uh, soccer uh, like uh, every second day or whatever. So nice. much going on. Uh, a lot of partying. Um, they played way more online than me. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I don't know. I felt more like hanging out, played a little bit. Um, and then some other friends told me, oh, we're going to Vegas. So why don't you come? And then went to Vegas and stayed there for four months, which we never thought we would. Four months? Yeah. Wow. Um, was just good. Like a lot of good live games. Um, well, we stayed for like three and then the other WSP uh, online came up. So I said, okay, can't leave now. Right. So I uh, stayed another, another one. And um, it was actually really fun because I played the live cash games. Um I also played some tournaments. I think it was WPT and some other stuff during the same time. Um, and then later the day, in the day, um, I went to the room, ordered some nice food and played online. It was very enjoyable life. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, yeah, so there you go. Almost the triple crown right there. You can see literally could, uh, could, could taste it. And yeah, we'll be, you'll be shooting them. Right, is that something, will you actually go and hunt some of these WPTs? It's a little hard, right? Because it's in the US, yeah. but will you, will you look around and try to get to, to more of those then? Or? I probably wouldn't go just for the main event, but if there's like, um, I don't know, Choctaw, what's a good example, yeah. like um, places where I haven't been yet, mm-hmm. um, they probably have good cash games running as well. And if I can combine, then for sure, I would go for yeah. almost every stop. And yeah, also depending like what, what else is going on, but um, I really want to win one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. Well, let's, uh, guys, we've covered, we have covered a lot. We're going to take some questions. We want to give this 109 ticket out. So we're going to go over here. And if you guys want to ask questions, it's not too late. Uh, right now, I see some more coming in. So let's kind of... Uh, kind of run through as much as we can this one like answer we're here we are in cyprus at the moment guys so that's that's that um poker in the near future what what type of things do you think might change whether it's uh from solvers or or you know reasons why poker might become more or less popular what, what are some things coming up very good question oh, deep question as well um I mean, uh, I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. Um, I would think uh, live tournaments are coming back really, really strongly in the next years because everyone's so eager to play right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little worried about online with like all the bots and every um, everything going on. I mean, of course, most of the sites have uh, good security and they, they fight against it. Mm-hmm. But there's also like, yeah, real-time solvers, all these problems that could come up and they're probably going to get better and better. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I'm not sure what's happening online. I hope, I hope it's getting figured out maybe, um, yeah, against the ghosting problems, maybe webcams could um, be, uh, I think GG actually had these like snap cams. I think that's actually a great idea. Um, also, yeah, Richard Young showed me that for his app, like when you just can click a button and see who's playing against you, yeah. just, like for one second, just to confirm that it's a real person. I think that's, um, that could be a great change. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And then yeah i think a lot of uh, a lot of televised stuff is going to happen people love watching poker i mean you see how many shows they um they're having right now in the u.s like cash games um i think it's going to be more and more of that and uh, i see a positive future for poker in general very 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 cool i think the same uh very same same thing i think i think the outlook is good favorite regular online mtt what's one during during normal times what's one you just like to play on sundays um, I actually like the uh, what's it, uh, eleven hundred eleven dollar on party, like the the knockout, just uh, because it's like a good like 
low buy-in, but it's, it's quick. It's a really fast structure because I'm, I don't know, I'm getting old. I don't like these like ACR structures where you play to, in, when you're in Europe, you play to like 10 a.m. So. That's a good thing you remind me. I have a day yeah. two of that today. Oh, yeah, yeah, Venom. Yeah, oh, Venom. Venom actually is a fun one. Though. Yeah, that is a fun yeah. one, but especially the knockout right. version, which, right. it is, which it is yeah. uh, in there. So that's, that is, uh, that, that, that it's good and bad. It's nice to have good structures, but it does take a long time. Um, yeah. Future of online poker in Germany. Oh, um, I'm the wrong person to ask because I left Germany like 12 years ago, but um, it's looking terrible from what I heard. Um, I think like all the regulations, there's some new tax, which makes it basically unbeatable, I think, um, for German players to play there. So, yeah, it's, not it's crazy. Like, it's crazy the world. Like we're, I, I'm in the U.S. I, my home base is Miami. It's just an, it's unfortunate. You can't live where I want to live and just do, you know, why? Like daily fantasies legal, people can sports bet. Right, right. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. But hopefully, hopefully it ends up uh, getting shifted and, and figured out. But it's just like, I, I remember when Black Friday happened, I never thought 10 years later, like, well, first of all, I didn't know I'd be in poker 10 years later, but I never thought that like, the U.S. just wouldn't have it, so it's a uh, it's a little frustrating that Germany, U.S. Sure. who are both, you know, relatively forward thinking and and have uh, you know, even uh, sports, right? Like sports in Germany, it's legal to bet sports, right? Uh, yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, to, it's it's really confusing. For sure. Um, there's uh, what's up, Tic Tac UFO. Good to see you. Uh, we did talk about online. What's up, Devi in the chat? Uh, I played with him even in low mid stakes. He seems to love the game. Yeah. You, you, what's your, what's the lowest yeah. buy-ins you'll play online? Oh, I play everything. Uh, I, I really enjoy playing lowest, uh, lower buy-ins at times. I mean, I played like a 400 Venetian and stuff like that. Sometimes when I feel like, right. um, online, probably like a $50 would be my lowest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't always play that, but when I feel like it, or maybe like the turbo or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, and I, we covered this a bit earlier, but Craig Leonard is here asking about the live event series festival. Do you, do you rather that experience or the online experience with which more more volume and the comfort? What's the what's the preference? Uh, yeah, uh, my preference would be live, um, but it's obviously a, a good point that you play like <laughs> I don't know um, sixteen tables online and just one live plus uh, like faster hands so yeah it's it's just very different but i i still prefer life chris robertson is asking about the one comfort of home that you always have with you on your poker travels is there some something that you bring with you that you just like you know maybe it's not convenient to bring or shake protein stuff like something you just like gotta have with you on the road even though it's not normal to bring uh oh yeah yeah i mean proteins would probably be it uh i don't have any i don't know uh, lucky charm or anything that I always need to bring. Uh, but yeah, maybe some snacks, like depending on the stop where you go to. Um, but yeah, that's about it, I think. And online online chess, do you play chess or backgammon, any other games like this? I don't at all. Um, I used to play a little chess when I was a kid, uh, but uh, I feel like I would love it when I, when I played it right now. But I feel like it would take so much time of my time, and I already I feel like the day doesn't have enough hours, you know. For sure. Um, and I, uh, some of my friends got so addicted to chess; they play like ten hours a day now. And I feel like I would be the same. So I'm trying not to play right now. Right. But if I um, if I play less poker, or I have like less other stuff to do. I definitely gonna pick up chess. And do you do? You, will you play the WSOP, the soccer, the World Cup? Do you play that? This uh, year? I haven't so far, but I would love to. This, this so time. fun, man! Yeah. You got to You got to do it. This I think November fifth is yeah. that day. And if you guys are going to be in Vegas and you play, and you are uh, one of the well, I mean, you can play no matter what. But I think there's like usually twelve to sixteen countries. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. And Timothy Adams sort of uh, and Byron put that on and organize it, and, and uh, definitely definitely a cool event. Or even come watch if you're in the Vegas area. I think Germany won either won one year. Or they 
they've had a couple of good runs. We've had it. We've won twice. And it's like, it's, it's just like so yeah. exciting. It really yeah, is yeah. that good. It's right around the main event. No, I don't know why I never made it so far. I really wanted to, but I feel like I was deep in some tournaments and some other stuff. Always something came up. So I kind of regret that for sure. Um, and uh, longest session. Have you? What's your longest poker session oh, cash? Um, my longest session, I believe it's like almost 50 hours in Macau. Shit, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's, a, that's a long. I've done 36 a few yeah. times and that's, that's tough. 48 is, uh, that's serious, serious, serious stuff. Um, hope it was profitable. Probably was a good game, I would imagine, mm-hmm. to stay yeah. up two days. I mean, you know a bit about Macau, right? Like mm-hmm. You kind of have to put in long hours, otherwise you never get invited back. Right, they want. So yeah, 30, yeah. 32 hours is standard. It's crazy. Yeah. 10 years, what do, you, what do you see going on with you? Where are you at in 10 years? Absolutely no idea what's happening in 10 years. I don't know. Um, I would assume I'd probably start a family by then. Um, a lot of talk about it right now. Um, uh, probably settle down somewhere. I'm, I'm, right now, I'm trying to like have places in different places of the world, like buy some real estate mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then probably settle on one and only use the other ones for vacation homes. So mm-hmm. that's the plan right now. I hope that works out. And But in 10 years, I mean, there's so much that can happen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Uh, Ten weeks is is a uh, is a good <laughs> good good outline. Um, how much has poker changed your life in terms of money earned, but in terms of lifestyle? So was job activities just before start playing poker? Probably yeah. So let's take that. What were you doing yeah. before you played poker? Um, well, I never really had a job. Uh, I was well in Germany. It's a lot different. Uh, the school system's different. Um, as in. You either do uh, nine, ten, or thirteen years of school, depending on which school you go, you go to. Mm. And if you do thirteen, you can uh, go directly to uni. Um, so I kind of promised my parents to finish the thirteen years to have all options, and then um, so I did that. Um, but then I decided not to go to uni. And then, um, the, yeah, you either choose if you go to the army or to do like a social year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the social year. Uh, and had a job there basically for um, yeah for nine months uh, for a year actually, and then directly moved to London to play poker. Nice, so, very yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your, yeah the record number of bullets that you fired in a tournament live or online? I believe it's six in the Barcelona 10K. I think that's my record. Wow. Yeah. And was there was that a mess? There must be a mixture of things going wrong, right? Just run not running well, but also. You know, was there some some pushing action? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I think like the structure, to be, to be fair, forced it a little bit because it was like okay. really fast. Um, I think they changed it afterwards because the people fight too many bullets. But yeah. also, I don't know, I just lost every all in. Um, I don't know if I played bad or not. Um, but yeah, it was just bad tournament. Uh, but I remember having a small sweat uh, swap with Dominic, um, and he made uh, he won like eight hundred k or something. So I almost got out of it. Nice, <laughs> I mean, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was bad. What's your what's your thought on reentries as a whole? Because this is uh, a big debate. You know, you see yeah. see uh, I thought some recently someone got runner up, and Norman Chad was talking about you know eight bullets was in it and um yeah obviously there's been some others like big tournaments people but at the same time like someone's in six bullets and they win it there's a, there's seven guys in for five that didn't cash so right. you know, there's a lot of money added Where, where's your stance and what's the right thing to do here um i'm not a fan of three entries i think maximum should be one is my stance um it's just kind of getting kind of silly if you like if you have unlimited money and you're just like especially if you're like um if you like selling, I feel like uh, I heard of some people selling at like 2.0 for the for the Bellagio 10k, 
and they fired like five bullets. It feels like almost a little scummy. I don't know. In my in my opinion, uh, maybe not scummy, but um, wow, that's interesting. You know, I didn't like, even, I didn't yeah. even think about that. So if yeah, if you sell at a markup and you're rebuying, not to mention if you then look at you know that that uh, case, I can't. This guy's name was like Zoe or someone in the World Series main yeah. event oversold. Then he ended up like, well, okay, that's different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, imagine yeah, you're yeah. overselling. So, and then you're you're overselling and, and doing five bullets or yeah, something yeah, like it's no, crazy. That would that would definitely be scummy. Right. Um, it's all it's yeah. all it's 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 just like it's it uh, it uh, it does uh, present problems for these yeah. this stuff. No, hundred percent. I, I just uh, think it's like if you know like you're free rolling that much equity of your first bullet and you kind of like okay if I re-enter I get more like markup kind of thing. And then I think it gets bad. Um, if you have all of your action, I mean it's kind of kind of fine. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Like if I if I would organize a tournament, I would only allow. Uh, actually, I mean it's tough. Like the Triton tournaments, for example, you know, like how the uh, founders love their re-entries. Yeah. Um, and also here, so like I, Cyprus, yeah. what you know, yeah, guys, there's uh, yeah, right. guys are in yeah. for a lot, and it gets the prize up, and play yeah. is maybe bad. So it's tricky. Yeah, very tricky. you're right. It's, it's tricky for sure. Maybe I don't know how I would handle it. Good that I'm not an organizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things yeah. where I think you're kind of just you can't make everyone everyone happy but it's uh it really i think there is a there is a right formula i think the one re-entry the problem is too if you travel like so far and you bust once it's, it's like tricky too so yeah uh yeah. it's tricky yeah. uh what did you do with the money from your first big cash did you uh from a tournament did you was there any special purchase you did in particular um, maybe not the first cash but i kind of like uh made a challenge that i wanted to win um 40k euros in the, in the German casino in cash games and then buy uh, some gifts and a car for 20k for myself. <laughs> so I did that. Nice. Uh, that was my first big project. Which is, yeah. Very cool. Uh, who do you enjoy playing with the most? And, and that could mean a lot of things. That could be, you know, whatever that means to you, but um, someone's just kind of even fun or, or like a character um, or even just, I guess, I, don't, I ask people a lot, like who do they, who do they not like or who do, who's tough? I, I, you can't really do that when you're in a, you know how you don't want to like give someone that power over you know to say so yeah. I, I don't know is there anyone that is just like a, a, like at the table you're just like let like you talk a lot or have a good time with in particular when you're playing i mean there's so many people so yeah it's kind of hard to ask yeah, and single out yeah so, i mean yeah we can this cash game here there's a lot of people that i really enjoy playing with so that's probably why it's so nice yeah. okay yeah. and after a long session what do you do you you bust you like to watch a movie relax spa oh. take a walk what do you do yeah I mean, my, my dream right now is uh, having a, a sauna at home, <laughs> like buying a sauna from a new place um, and maybe like one of these like cold plunge ice baths, uh-huh. you know, so that would be my dream after after um, a long session. Usually like, yeah, uh, my friends or my girlfriend are free. I would uh, try to get to a jacuzzi somewhere <laughs> uh, in like if you're in a hotel. Um, so that's, yeah, something like that to relax, maybe having a beer. That would, that's my dream. <laughs> um, sports. What about playing sports or did um, you growing up? Yeah. Well, it was always uh, soccer for me. Um, my whole life was kind of soccer, a uh, little bit of table tennis for a while, and then now it's uh, boxing. So boxing is my new favorite sport. Trying to do it everywhere. Um, nice. Trying to organize some fights. Uh, having one uh, probably so that's, that's my new goal. Yeah. Fights. You're getting yeah. on this like uh, the youth the kick. You're yeah, seeing exactly, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we already had a plan for like two years now, but always something happened. Like the the gym's closed and stuff. So hopefully it's happening soon. Well, you, it's you, not a poker player. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. A, in this close. Is it friendly or or uh, a little bit of? A... No, we're very good friends. Uh, but we gotta take it very seriously. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, and how did that? Come? Just both you like it and just decide to make it sign motivating to get good and, and see who can yeah i mean the main motivation is to get in shape like just because it's such a good workout and really pushes us to work out um 
and he already had one uh, white qualified and I kind of like uh, uh, cockily said um, I fight the winner <laughs> so that's how it came up oh wow and how, how much have you impressed you actually like taking lessons and training yeah. a lot yeah in Vegas I trained a ton um, he has the only uh, the first place where I haven't really trained because um, I can mm-hmm. find a box gym I mean I went to the gym and stuff but I couldn't train boxing I'm gonna try to find a coach in Dubai next week and then in Vegas again and I think he's training quite a bit too so yeah very cool. Yeah. Favorite poker player, and again, let's talk, like talk about like growing up. On was there someone on TV, or are you just like me watching like poker after dark? You're like this guy, like I like how he plays or how he carries himself, or just 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 mm-hmm. stood out as like originally. Yeah, it was always Ivy and Antonius, uh, which is funny because I just like hung out with them a little bit in Cabo, <laughs> so it's kind of like a childhood dream, you know. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, always the two of them. Nice. Uh, I mean, even like Hansen and Nicarano, all the all the good players, well. There you go. Cool. We cover a couple questions there. Uh, what things do you think are possible to reach poker as a sport? Like, do you think poker can make the Olympics? Do you think it could be more deals or, or endorsements or more like publicly accepted? You know, look at, look at Queens Gambit, you know, it's sort mm-hmm. of like accelerated twit chess. Now I didn't know actually chess.com who was owned by, do you know who it's owned by? Uh, no, Ishai Scheinberg. So like the stars, oh, okay. so which is, that site's yeah. worth a gazillion now. It's gotten like so popular, so big. Do you see? Do you think poker has a run in it where it could just become like like uh, popularized more? Because I feel like it's a little bit like uh, CD mm-hmm. still still viewed negative connotations in a way. Uh, it's sort of shifting a bit. But what do you think the ceiling is? Do you think it could become worldwide like mainstream? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of sometimes underestimate how big it is. Like, even if you see, I don't know, Jorge Masvidal uh, walking to the Aria yesterday and playing some poker there. Who's that? Um, the, the UFC fighter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I never, like, really thought about that. Like, so many, like, professional athletes and stuff love playing poker. Yeah. And if they get more into it, like, if they have, like, some televised shows or some, I don't know, tournaments where they participate in... Um, I think like the ceiling is really high. Like, yeah, I saw I saw Ludwig and, and Mr. Beast. Um, yeah, they were they were they were too. they were playing heads up in their apartment and, right. and doing stuff. And it's like, yeah, I think it's just not, I think it's pretty yeah. close to to having everyone's heart. Like you just kind of realize how many people play poker, like indirectly or directly. Exactly, it's yeah. a sign that everyone can do. It's fun, sort of like golf, where you just get to like hang out, have a good time. There's like some skill and luck, and it's it's yeah. a good game. Uh, I think it's got it's got a future. Um, oh, uh, the difference between online and live, there's some obvious differences. W- w- is there anything that stands out for you, though, that like you have to actually, you know, say you're playing live here and then you should go hop online? You have to like remind yourself almost like how different is the game? Like, it, you know, the, the obvious reasons with live tells and, yeah. you know, trackers and software and stuff but, like what is there anything for you that is um, that you would say you could you could you could sort of differentiate that is important that maybe someone's not thinking about? Like, is there any something fundamentally um, different? I mean, not really. I mean, maybe if you play live, you kind of know what the other person knows, as in, like, they they see all the hands, but online you don't know if they lay, like, 10 or 30 tables. So sometimes if you think, okay, last hand, the hand this happened, um, um, maybe the other person didn't even realize because they had, like, 30 other tables and, like, just uh, clicked other, um, other stuff. So I guess the information is just a little different. But other than that, it's pretty much the same game. For sure. Do you watch any po- podcasts? Do you watch, like, Rogan or any, any mainstream podcasts at all? listen to any, anyone um, i mean i watch uh, some crypto podcasts i guess uh, and then some german ones probably not that known um what else yeah lewis house i kind of like too um but yeah other than that i'm i'm, I'm more into like audiobooks and stuff mm-hmm. not that much in the podcast mm-hmm. uh if you weren't a pope 
poker player, pro <laughs> poker player, what would you be doing right now, do you think? Really have no idea. I mean, my whole family is kind of like um, into the medicine field, like doctors and stuff. So maybe I would have taken up that or some other sports, hopefully. I mean, I never really wanted to like go to uni for that long and then go straight to work. So mm -hmm. maybe something self-employed is more likely in the business world or something like that. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, most memorable moment. We kind of, we covered this also, we covered the swordfish. So you got to look back on that guys that is in there. Uh, would you consider playing Phil Helmuth in a high stakes heads up match? <laughs> Uh, very few things in my life that I would rather do. <laughs> do you want me to arrange that boxing match? If you boxing, boxing, boxing and, uh, and poker heads up. Yeah. All right, but he's a he's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, he is big. I don't know though. He's uh, he's a little probably. I don't think he's in boxing form, but um, right. for sure he's tall. Ace king suited or sevens? You're all in for uh, seven. Seven. Yeah, you got to have the that slight advantage. What, what ace king suited seven? Seven's got the little thing. It's special hand for you too, and yeah. it always is coming There's seven so as we know. Spots that came up with sevens. It's like yeah, it's it's really bizarre how many. Even like the uh, Dönig, the German guy, he had this huge chance of seven. It's, it's always been sevens, and they always hit sets. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's crazy. Um, how do not tilt uh, with players who know how to go all in every hand of the tournament? Always win. I, I don't know. Like. Uh, yeah, I guess someone who's aggressive and lucky is that, I mean, that the question is, I mean, it's just, you want that, right? You want action. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. looks if they're running hot, they're running hot. Of course it's tough, but yeah, just try to get it done good. <laughs> Oktoberfest, do you go? Will you go? I'm sure you've gone. Um, my girlfriend's from Munich and her family uh, is really into the Oktoberfest. So yeah, next time we're going to be there. Very cool. Improve your cash game. What what would you do? Is there any is there any area in particular that you found yourself working hard on? Is it is the spots like from the small blind or you know yeah. short like uh, give me something that in, in in cash game someone could work on to improve? Um, a deep stack out of position play would be my my pick because it's sort of um, there's so many different board textures that you have to work on and sizings like um, in cash game sometimes you have like 500 big blinds or even more and then the straddles and everything you have to adapt to. Um, so I'm, sometimes I'm really lost what to do. Like when I three bet a small blind, 500 big steep or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, have you been through a period of doubt with your game? If so, how did you overcome this? Was there, was there a time where series, you know, you brick for a week or two or online, you don't have anything go right. And you're just like, mm, what's going on? And how, how did you kind of, uh, regroup if so? Yeah. Yeah. I remember one WSOP, it was probably the toughest one. Um, I think I cashed maybe one out of. 35 or something wow. uh, tournaments and i was like i mean what am i doing <laughs> it's like can't win anymore maybe you should get a different job or something so wow. um so yeah that was probably the toughest period of my life so, i mean i had like um, streaks of maybe like 10 15 tournaments it's kind of normal and um, when you play a lot of live poker uh, where you don't cash um but yeah i mean you just kind of have to make a decision if you want to if you want to do it uh, for a living, you have to go through it and just like work, um, work even harder, like do a lot of theoretical stuff. And during that stretch, one one for a lot during the WSOP, how, like, would you attribute, were, were you late registering? Do you think you were, was something not right? Like, uh, or was just a, like, were you just, was there, you know, how much of that was yourself and how much was it just like, look, yeah. that's variance and, and. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just, that's always, um, yeah, it's kind of always more stuff happening together. Like I was going through like a tough breakup and like moving countries and right. this kind of stuff. And then like going down with the people was probably a bad idea to begin with, like because my head wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And then if you then start running bad, it's always like accelerates, right? right. <laughs> like you, you don't think you can win anymore. You already know you're losing the next fit. You're probably playing a lot worse. I mean, for me, it was case at least. Yeah. I definitely didn't play well in the in What, the what year? Which WSOP was that? What year? 
Oof. roughly like 14 13 15 maybe like some 15 would be my guess okay like that uh yeah so that's yeah that's not fun uh it's for sure but you and you just kind of you, you do you take some time off then and do you kind of reflect or do you just kind of like jerry is it for you important just to get some momentum and i should have i should have 100 percent taken up time out of it but i didn't i was just like i don't know burying myself in work um and then played a lot of cash game and recouped a lot of the losses afterwards so it wasn't as bad but doing that time was really tough yeah um uh how does he think about Okay, I'm not sure I understand that was uh, favorite cheese. Kind of a random question, but do you have one? Do you <laughs> like do you cheese? like one in particular? Uh, I like Gouda. Brie <laughs> right. guy, I like uh, yeah, Gouda. That's good too. Uh, your most memorable all in. Is there any hand that stands out from from uh, like a dramatic run out in a big spot or a, a get there for you or any one outer royal flush like something that's like just you just never forget. Um. Yeah, I would probably say the seven hands again because it like was just like an epic uh, run out and like televised and was a clip everywhere and like uh, I don't know and what else? I guess yeah, maybe just because like the Monte Carlo win where I had a straight and you just had a gotcha like just uh, three outs um, to win. I was like really sweating it to hold because it's such a big moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe that one. Very cool. Best advice you've ever received in poker? Oh, uh, tough one. I couldn't really think of anything like. In- Poker, like someone like like someone uh-huh. told you or explained about bankroll management or buy-ins you should have or uh any you know yeah, yeah. any kind of life like not more not necessarily like uh, oh yeah i mean life for life advice it's always fedor who's giving me the best <laughs> i think he's just uh, so wise for his age um uh yeah i don't know um oh i guess actually like um jason coon always said like um yeah, just enjoy the process more than having goals. I think that's just like a big one because it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, even monetary goals or whatever you're setting, like if you get there, maybe it doesn't feel as good um, as you think it would. So yeah, the pro- uh, enjoying the process is a huge yeah. Yeah, it's, that's that's great advice. Uh, crypto or stocks? Uh, I mean, I own both, but I own a lot more crypto right now. So yeah, <laughs> crypto it is. Routine, if you have one before a big live event, do you have a gym routine? Do you have a diet routine? You know, are you are you are you regimented by it, or is it just with with uh, cash games and such? You can't really plan yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean it also changed a lot. But I remember before Monte Carlo, I was just like in the best shape um, because I always did like um, intermittent fasting. You know, like I just uh, like I woke up and had like I walked to the Starbucks and had some cold brew and some uh, like sparkling water, and I didn't eat all day. Um, to like at night when I ordered some group service and I just feel so much sharper like the meditation and cold showers and all this stuff like coming together I've had I never felt so sharp in my life and now I don't know I've been playing these like 30 hour cash game sessions again it's kind of getting out of yeah. the hot showers, out the window, right? yeah. hot showers yeah. and just yeah. trying to feel like, comfortable yeah, that would be uh, the question actually from I think this is relevant because has that, I'd like to know if he changed his phone number a couple months ago because some do with this picture WhatsApp me about XRP and never messaged me. It sounds like scams. There's a lot of this stuff going on. Actually, so I told you as well. Someone messaged yeah. me for like 10K on Skype or oh, something yeah, same yeah. as you. So um, anything to say uh, on this, all these topics? I, I'm actually not, not exactly sure, but I also think I'm just being like a completely terrible friend because I, I do remember talking with Andy, um, but I don't remember about Rip. Oh, maybe we actually talked about it. But uh, yeah, it sounds like I'm just being a terrible friend who forgot to uh, answer to him WhatsApp message. That's how I, 
interpret it. He's a good friend of mine. So okay. it's, uh, I'm not exactly sure if that was a scam message or he's, um, he's talking about that one, but I, I do apologize for not replying. Sorry, okay. Andy. There it is. Maybe we'll message him on, send him a message after. And uh, favorite format at MTT Poker Speed, how many blinds, people per table? What's your dream? You look on the, the lobby, what tournament yeah. do you love to see? Um, seven or eight-handed, probably. Uh, maybe maybe actually eight. Uh, fast structure. Probably bounty, actually. Um, would be my favorite, yeah. And uh, let's take this last question, at least here. There's a few more. We'll still, guys, it's time to get in uh, for the giveaway. So we're almost done here. But the name, Monica, yeah. it is a unique name. I've never, I don't know anyone else named Monica. What, what does that come from? Neither do I. Um, it's it's not a German name either. So uh, I, I asked my parents, obviously, because I get that question like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a book uh, where the main character is called Manik, and my parents uh, just really liked it um, and picked that name. But uh, yeah, I always I did some research. <laughs> I tried to find the name, and actually, as as surname as it exists, uh, apparently um, there's a lot of people um, being called that. But uh, I've never met or found a person with the first name like that. Um, so yeah, my parents like unique uh, names. I mean, my sisters are Xenia and Zoe, so not not super. I mean, uh, more known than mine for sure, but also not normal German names. Um, yeah, they just like it. <laughs> and and so you have you have many brothers and sisters? Uh, two sisters, yeah. Two sisters, and how? Where are you on the? Where do you? Uh, I'm the youngest. The youngest. Yeah. And what do they think? Do they are they big into poker? Do they follow you? Do they come on any trips ever? Um, no, uh, they haven't come to trips. So my my parents joined me for trips. I, I took both my my dad to Bahamas and my mom to Canaria and uh, yeah Vegas sometimes. Um, but my sisters haven't been. They both have kids, so they kind of can't travel that much. Um, but yeah, they're super supportive as well. They, and, they send me messages when I'm deep and stuff. Yeah. And and do you do for your kids? Do you see if in the future if you do have kids? I know you said you were you're interested in starting a family. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts uh, about poker for them? Yeah. Is there like do you? Do you see teaching them or showing them the game early on? Do you, would you be happy if they played for, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Cause yeah. the times and things change exactly. and all this, but like, how would you, um, what do you, what do you think about kids and what's the right age to right now? Let's say today, what would be like the right time to let I mean, kids yeah, get into it? As you said, who knows what's happening in 20 years or whenever they are, they can play in casinos. Um, uh, I, I think poker is one of the the best things you can teach someone, like just for everything. Like, I think like when I started investing more or like um, buying startups and this kind of stuff, I think like all of that came from poker. Um, mm-hmm. And then also like the people I met, like they gave me so much good advice, like in the business world and everything um, on decision making, on not like sweating the swings as much. Like even if you talk to some like professional like um, stock traders or whatever, they sometimes they really have a hard time handling losses. And I mean, it's like such a big part of the job right um so i think poker is really good preparation for that and i would love to teach my my children um other people uh, i probably also go for chess and physical sports mm-hmm. um but uh, for sure poker as well yeah they, they yeah. say poker players make great traders but traders don't make great poker players oh, yeah. and, and that's uh I I, it's interesting because yeah you got to be able to especially if you're sort of like multi-tabling uh poker right if you if you take a bad beat or you get knocked out or something happens here you got other tables other stuff it's like a trade one thing's going bad or something you can't can't kind of lose your your focus and 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 head so um yeah i think there's again i i just i honestly think it's the the greatest 
game in the world. I think it, there's so many things you can apply to everyday life. And, and same thing, like you just dealing with swings and yeah, stock portfolio or something. Like so many people, I'm sure with crypto, they can't. Like if you just get like introduced yeah, yeah. straight into crypto, it's got to be kind of wild, right? Like the the swings. Whereas for us, like, you know, you see stuff moving around. You're just kind of like, all right, cool. Like when it's good, it's good. And when it's not, you're like, that's that's part of it. And I think that does help to sort of, uh, you know, manage your your um, expectations and just realize that stuff can can change quickly. So um, I, I agree. Um, any other any other closing statements here, guys? We're going to do this. Thank you for that sub, by the way. Zenzor live here is uh, and we got people asking about crypto advice, XRP to play. Do you have any flyers? Obviously, Bitcoin, <laughs> Ethereum, you know, like CryptoPunks. Is there any kind of uh, altcoins or something that you kind of like just like or have a feeling about for whatever reason? Is there anything that you you think is cool uh, right now? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't buy a Ripple, guys. Please, <laughs> if you're reading that now. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but I personally only have a little bit of Ripple. Uh, I do have a um, ton of Solana. I, I guess that that would be my my pick to re- uh, recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I'm more into yeah NFTs nowadays um, than buying all altcoins. Yeah, that's. Uh... That's I, I agree. I like the and how are you sticking to the blue chips or do you kind of are you looking at some other sort of NFTs that are interesting or maybe lower price for big upside or do you like to go more just main what's uh, what's hot? Yeah, I mean it's always tough because I'm like uh, I don't want to feel guilty like when something going down. Yeah. Um, but you know these like uh, two recommendations would be probably World of Women NFTs. Um, that's my favorite right now. I got in really early like uh, at minting so. Obviously, uh, I should probably say that as well as a warning. Right. But I think they're going to crush. The team is amazing. Um, and then uh, actually on the Bitcoin chain, the Red Pepper, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, they're my favorite right now. Uh, nice. Yeah, a lot of stuff. I have like infinite different NFTs, but these these are the ones I could recommend without having uh, bad feeling. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. All right, so let's go over here. We are going to load this giveaway up and a $109 ticket, you know, it's, uh, it starts, I've seen some crazy, crazy, crazy spin-ups, crazy runs, $109 ticket coming someone's way. I think last year, Charlotte, she won online the party, like a hundred dollar to oh, a 600 K yes, pretty yes. sick. Uh, she was, on the bubble. She was, it was very intense. I, and, I remember yeah. she was on, on the bubble, right? Yeah. And, and I think she, yeah. And then she ended up, uh, taking down a big score, but look, Hey, it, it, it can happen. And I hope we get to see someone do well. If you guys win the ticket, it and and let us let me know send me a message on twitter on what you're playing but we're gonna we're gonna load this up and let monic choose so you tell me when and i am gonna choose a winner oh yeah when to click you just tell me when go (laughs) all right let's load it we're choosing we're gonna screen for bots this is a very cool this is a good gaming this is a dmp3 his name he has this customized retweet tool so like screens winners it it gets rid of bots and 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 it it, it's a very nice tool so there's the winner mvp chalet we are gonna send you a message uh marcello looks serious he looks ready to win play some poker he did the retweet follow the instructions and we will send you a message and I am going to looks like he's won before. Look at that. Some guys have oh, look damn. at this. Some guys can multiple win. I, I always wonder if uh, if there's guys like hacking or, or you know <laughs> or getting in. It seems uh, hard to win multiple giveaways, but it does happen. And um, what do what is I going to say? I think actually, what what is the time? Has the main event started yet today? What day? It's four o'clock, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's get started. Um, I am going to. So we're going to send this over to 
Party Poker. I think it's uh, Party Poker TV. Let me just double check that on Twitch. Yeah, so I'm going to send that raid over. Are you going to, you have any sweats in the main or is anyone you're rooting for? I think there's what, there's what, Heido, or is, there's uh, one German? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because I only had uh, two swaps. I, I don't really swap anymore much. And uh, um, he only got 10th and Robert is still in the finals. So I got really, really oh, lucky. Wow. Uh, small, small pieces. But yeah, I don't know if he's still in now. I, was, I didn't check my phone in the last two hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was short sick, but obviously rooting for him. And then the Austrian guys, super nice too. And uh, yeah, a bunch of legends at the table, actually. So yeah, can't root saw, for just one. I saw some crazy yeah. play down the stretch that I think the chip leader, is a, he's, a, uh, he's a fun player, right? He's like, yeah. you know, playing unconventionally and, and aggressive and look like a good personality. And it should be should be a fun final table. So guys, you can watch that on Party Poker TV on Twitch. And I will likely go live later today and play this day too, but I'm going to at least do some commentary uh, for the final table and go check in over there. We are in North Cyprus. We are live and this is podcast number 149 with Monig. Really do appreciate the time. I am going to, I guess we'll see you in uh, what Vegas in two weeks. You said you're going yeah. to travel, come back and exactly. then will you play? What, what, what's the Vegas schedule? You're going to play everything or uh, yeah, I every mean, no I, limit pretty much. You don't play, do you play PLO? Uh, I do play PLO. PLO. I'm going to play some of the mixed stuff probably maybe even some like small um, dealer's choice or something just to learn more. Yeah. Uh, not the big ones though. And then depending on which private games I get into, uh, which games in general are going to run, um, I'm going to play more tiny or more cash. For sure. That's bad. All right, guys. Well, lesson number 149, Monig, it's in the books. Keep an eye on him. He's going for that triple crown on the World Poker Tour. He's gotten second. I didn't realize he was that close. That's pretty crazy. So uh, root for him. Really great guy. Great player. And this was this was a blast. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll check in with you guys in Vegas. And I will have number 150 very, very soon. We're going to have a bunch of live podcasts in Vegas with some of your favorite players as well. So thank you very much. Thanks, and, uh Guys, yeah. follow him on Twitter, follow him on Instagram, Swordfish007 on Twitter. And uh, yeah, he always he, he he travels the world, plays poker, and he shares. I mean, you 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 do put out you put out some updates and 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 uh, no limit.gg as well. He's a part of that that team and they do some great streams and great players. So again, thanks to Monik, and we'll see you guys over on the Party Poker TV final table from North Cyprus. Big, big money. I think 600 k plus up top. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, yeah, see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.